Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. It is perfect, folks. The Panthers get their first win uh, in a hot minute. That's right. Uh, The Panthers end a, I think, a 10-game losing streak today as they defeat... Uh, what has really been domination against the Los Angeles Chargers? I think this makes us now six and one against them. And uh, historically, today the Panthers pull out a win, twenty-one to sixteen. And we're going to be talking about that today today on the C three Panthers post game show. Uh, the number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. My name is Tony Dunn, uh, and I'm here with my homeboy Cody Lashney, uh, my man. Are you excited? We got the win, baby. We got the win. Yay, we did a thing. <laughs> I mean, listen, man, a win is a win. It's hard to win in the NFL. Uh, it didn't come pretty. There was a lot to like. There was a lot to dislike. I'm going to try and be as fair as I can and cover both of them. Uh, but, hey, man, a win is a win. We should feel good about it. Tony Dunn, we have the most lit Panther fans in all of YouTube, and they're joining us again tonight. Underground West, what's up, baby? Joe Riolano, co-founder of the C3 Podcast. Mr. Froth, Tommy Doc Martin, Sarah Taylor, Humble Flip, No Fool, Panthers Guy, FSU23, Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. CK in the house, um, please tell me that the continuation of ridiculous football is going to end with the Cowboys not pulling this out, CK. Um, I, I unfortunately uh, cannot say that. I would have if they didn't if they didn't just come back from a ridiculous deficit against the uh, Falcons last week. I would be a hundred percent. Right now, they're in their emotions of we're the magical team. You know, we have everything going against us. People don't think we're going to be making it. Nobody believed we were going to beat the uh, the Falcons. Nobody believed we were going to beat the the Seahawks, but we're going to make it happen. I think it's very possible. I, I really do, especially where they're at on the field. Unbelievable. That, Remember, it's and unbelievable. And has been eating Russell Wilson alive in the backfield, by the way. just He's been – like, I've been watching just the red zone, and I've seen at least six – like, maybe four or five sacks just in the past, in this half alone. Dak Prescott with 417 yards right now. All right. Uh, the number is 252-228-5098. I want to also remind you guys that uh, 
If you want to get a little cheddar on the games, you go to mybookie.ag. You can check out the Professor's Picks on Wednesday where I meet with uh, head odds maker Rafael Esparza uh, to try to beat Vegas. Today was not a good day for the Professor, and it's because the Falcons gonna Falcon like Flub the Duck says. I took the Falcons minus three. It was my most confident pick of the day. And uh, why? Why? I made a fucking mistake a dumb ass mistake for believing that the falcons were worth anything in this world other than to be a big pile of steamy shit but you can uh do better than me you can bet uh and you can be smarter than me by going to mybookie.ag use the promo code overtime they'll match your deposit up to a thousand dollars uh and you can bet and have fun um safely securely uh you bet you win you get paid so don't forget mybookie.ag promo code overtime. Now let's go ahead and get into the post game show. The Panthers uh, eke out a win. I hate to say it is that uh, what should have been largely this should have been a Panthers blowout given the mistakes that the uh, Chargers made early in this game and the turnovers. But sadly, the Panthers with the best field position they started like on the Chargers forty every drive. It felt like. Uh, Joey Sly was just the man of many kicks today. He was good and good and good. I hope you had him on your fantasy football team. Teddy Bridgewater finished the day 22 for 28, 235 yards and a touchdown. Mike Davis filled in nicely for the missing Christian McCaffrey. But today, guys, I got to say this is that we're going to debate. We're going to argue whether this win was good for the Panthers, whether they deserve to win. But I am happy with a couple of things we continue to see. Joe Brady call what I think is uh, been a very good offense in in all situations, putting his players in places to succeed, not panicking, uh, playing aggressive while not playing haphazardly or calling a game haphazardly. And then the real story today was the Panthers' defense finally showing some spunk and some life. And I wanted to continue to tell Panther fans to stop panicking when it comes to Matt Rule. Uh, and stop specifically panicking when it comes to Phil Snow. The idea that he uh, doesn't understand defense and doesn't know how to coach, to be able to say that after two games is annoying. Um, the players, we're getting a lot out of these young players. Jeremy Chin checking people out there and wrecking them. Brian Burns causing havoc and some problems, and Derek Brown playing pretty darn well today. Uh, so, guys, with that being said, overall takeaways from this game. Man, so our defense showed up. Our defense showed up in some big ways, specifically guys in our defensive backfield, man. Uh, Trey Boston, how about saving us the game on that final drive, going up and deflecting that pass away from Keenan Allen? I mean, that's a big-time play. Uh, he had another uh, – uh, uh, he picked up on a screen, uh, and he undercut the route, and he almost took a pass – to the house when the Chargers were driving. Trey Boston had a great game today. I think Jeremy Chen continues to prove his worth at that position. Dude, Jeremy flies around the football field. We really are using Jeremy Chen, if you watch him on defense, uh, the way way Clemson used Isaiah Simmons and how I wanted us to use Isaiah Simmons if we drafted him. And he's been able to fill that void, man. We literally put him everywhere. We'll put him at nickel. Uh, we'll put him at free safety sometimes. He'll drop and cover a tight end. I mean, Jeremy Chin quite literally does it all. 
I mean, as of right now, that's my favorite draft pick of anyone that we drafted in this past draft season. Um, I, I think that our offensive line, how about this? We were missing the entire left side of our offensive line today. We didn't have our starting left tackle and left guard. And yet we were able to do well, I thought, protecting Teddy Bridgewater for the most part. And then early on, we were running the football effectively. Now, I'm going to get into something a little bit later as we get into the podcast a little bit more, uh, specifically about the running back position. Um, but due to our offensive line, they were run blocking well. We were pulling guards and getting them uh, on the edges and having them uh, block on the second level. We were doing a lot of really good things on both sides of the football. With that said, uh, this third down offense is It was horrible. It was horrible. Like, um, we had, what were you, like three for 11 or something like that? Something it was bad. Crazy, I'm going like, to we pull were, it up we right now. So, we were so bad on third down. And again, it's this dilemma where- We were three for you know, 12. Three for 12. You know, at, at the end of the football game, again, Teddy Bridgewater, he'll hit a really nice deep pass down the field, this time to DJ Moore. And I'm like, okay, where is that all game? Like, why are we only doing that in the second half of the football game? I don't know. Um, I don't understand. Uh, as, I Chargers- pra- yeah, go ahead. as I praised our defense, uh, we were not good on third down specifically. They were 10 for 15. They were 67% on third down. Um, yeah. And a lot of those third down, you know, that was that was with the Chargers starting in terrible field, like uh, down in distance a lot of times. There were like a lot of times first and 15 or, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and Herbert, this guy, you were right about him being A, a baller, and B, having a fucking cannon, homie. That dude, yeah, I, I thought that first deep pass he threw, he was trying to hit, score a touchdown in Charlotte. Um, now, uh, a couple of other things. Let's just speak quickly on that offensive line. What happened um, to all the players? Okung was ruled, was he ruled out before the game? Then then Greg Little starts and he's gone. What happened to what's happening to the offensive line? Is it injuries? Was Greg Little sidelined for injury or was it because of play? I believe it was because of play. I'm, I'm, that I may sucks. be wrong. I may be wrong about this, but I believe um, uh, it was. Was it? No, it wasn't him. He was already out. I believe it, it was, he was because out of play. early. He was out yeah, early, I, I, and we just didn't I, hear why. I didn't hear why. I didn't see him go down or have any problems. Um, and then, who was the left guard that was out as well? Um, Schofield. Jo- oh. uh, well, no, uh, Joe Schofield was also out. Okay. Um, oh, no, 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 no. But, but, but Dennis Daly was out too, though. Yeah. I need to bring up the tweet. I have it saved. Okay. Um, we were so- missing. Uh, very, we were missing two starters on our offensive line today. Now, um, now it comes down. What was interesting about this is while we were in very good position uh, to pull out the this game, like someone said in the chat room is that uh, Joe Brady called a great game until the last third down possession where he called a mm-hmm. pass. Uh, it was third and two. The The thing is, is that you can't take a sack there, period. Now, I don't well, know if you could have not taken that sack because they were all over Teddy right away. But you go from about to put the game away 
kicking a field goal um, to giving them a last-minute shot. And the only thing that probably saved this from that, from backfiring and this turning out to be um, a loss, in many, arguably, was the great special teams play by J.J. Jansen that I think, and, and, and correct me if I got his name wrong, but Jansen, the long snapper, you know, what looked like to be a ridiculous oh my gosh, this was going to be a disaster. They looked at it in slow motion. It worked out for us. And then you put Justin Herbert and them on the one-yard line, like on the inches yard line, having to go with like, what, like a minute left, no timeouts. Very tough position, but even that resulted in Keenan Allen having a shot in the end zone and what was going to be a disaster if that lateral worked out. But that was a walk in. Like yeah, he, he, he was about problem, to walk in. The problem I have with this game, you know, when you ask what my thoughts are on it, is everything went our way. Yeah, like everything went our way. Right? We did not win this game. We did not. Like we had some good play. Our finally, our defensive line was make, able to get some pressure. But outside of that, we had some calls go our way. We had some balls go our way. Um, and then there at the end. They just made a lot of mistakes. If they had executed on everything that they were capable of doing, they would have just decimated us. And you've got to think about this. I mean, I I see a lot of positives in this defense. I think over the summer, I think number one, outside of a quarterback, if we end up drafting high, has to be linebackers. We cannot roll with these linebackers, bro. They are not good. We are not predicting these plays very well. And and you talk about the third down. A lot of people say, you know, Joe Brady called a good game up until that last third down. I think all the third downs we had were bad calls for a lot of them. Like, I wow. say a lot, yeah. all of them, but there was a lot of bad calls on third down. And I'm not saying that it's all Joe Brady, but I think you realize how one-dimensional our offense is right now. Like, it's one-dimensional. Tell me one person that you're afraid of on our offense right now without Christian McCaffrey on the mix. Somebody's going to say Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson still wasn't beating us deep. He wasn't getting deep ball. He was literally slants. Those are easy throws. Those are easy catches. The only person that had a deep ball was DJ Moore. And to be quite honest, that defensive back probably could have intercepted it if he actually knew the ball was coming right there. You know, I was thinking about this today as I was screaming at the – you know, I've, first, you said it, Cody, before we got started. It's my fault that I bet that I picked the Falcons. I understand that. Uh, but as I was screaming at the stupid ass Falcons, their defense is fucking horrible. Um, I was looking at this and going, man, we picked DJ Moore over Calvin Ridley and I want DJ Moore to be great. I do. But Calvin yeah. Ridley's out there slaying it. Uh, well, Doesn't he again, have the most receiving yards in the NFL right now? Or uh, that's again, how it was at the start of the day. I don't keep know in mind, right now. DJ Moore a, has not had a quarterback. True. Like, and true. when he did last year, he had a quarterback that was Kyle Allen, and he still was able to do some stuff. How many throws have they thrown? And they wanted to blame that one dropped pass, the first target he had today, on him. That was a high throw. I know that he's supposed to catch that. It was within his reach. It was out of his hands. Don't get me wrong. But that's just as much on DJ Moore as it is Teddy Bridgewater. I am not going to shit on Teddy Bridgewater. He did not lose the game today. He didn't. He was the game, exactly he what he was supposed to be. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, except for third downs. Was... Actually, on third downs, he was fucking horrible. Um, and yeah. he, but he was, he was, he's been almost more productive 
this season than expected. This is the type of stat line that they thought that he was going to bring in. No turnover. We didn't have the turnovers. And you're right. Everything did go for us today, go well for us today. And I think there's two ways of looking at that is that that you could look, or a couple of ways. You could look at it as the Chargers potentially lost this game. Yeah, right? I think that's what it is. Uh, I don't you think could say that is points. that there's that that moment right there. Um, Brandon Herbert's in here saying, laugh out loud, you killing me, bad play, play calling bad. Uh, bro, I just, at the very beginning, at the very beginning of the show, I said, so here, tardy Brandon Herbert, that again, we've had the third, a good game called by Joe Brady. So for the guy that calls up trying to fight people on the damn podcast calling by the way by the way he's also not all the way right too because our third down play calling was was dog shit man it was absolute dog shit and we are on third down but we were three of three of twelve three i mean listen hell if anything people should be praising us because we're saying that's not on teddy bridgewater that that was not teddy's bridgewater's fault that we were not able to convert all those third downs the play calling on third downs was bad I mean, that's just a fact. Now, did, did we do enough to win? Yeah, we did. And uh, I thought that our offensive line played well. And um, we were able to move the football consistently. And Ted Bridgewater continues to prove that he is who we thought he was. He's good for one or two nice downfield passes a game. I don't know why they don't call more of that. Either they don't trust our receivers or they don't trust Bridgewater or they just or they don't, don't trust want the us offensive to... line or yeah, maybe, maybe they just want us to be a run first football team, which I understand that. But again, your running game is going to get better. The more you open up your offense, but because we they were, they we have were to doing all right. The, the running the game was working. You know what is that? Here's the thing is that we were not able to get touchdowns. And what I think, all right, so this will go back to my point of like, is that you can look at this as there's one way to look at this. The Chargers lost the game, right? That they had, um, they had some timely penalties. They had some timely turnovers that put them behind the eight ball. There's another way you can look at this is the Panthers did exactly without their greatest run, without their greatest player did enough on the road to win against the team with, you know, I mean, and you know, you see, you saw improvement from the defense. Uh, you saw an offense that was it was pretty impotent today. It was not very effective. Uh, we just weren't able to get points. Joey Sly finally, you know, he was the reason that we had points in this game. We were not scoring touchdowns. But there's one other thing, and I think this shows where it's kind of a little mix of both, is that with all of the things going right, I felt like we could have won. But we should have won by like forty. You know what I mean? Like you start oh, on their 40 every time. You This should have been a blowout. It should have been. The way that things were falling our direction, the fact that it – like I don't want to take away from the fact that it's a win because I can I can say we won and I'm happy with that. I'm not one of these people on Twitter just saying, we need to lose, we need to lose, right? right? right. Not, I mean, we, we got to be person. happy. We, we ended a 10-game losing streak. But it should be disappointing when you look at what our defense did, giving us the ball back, and every time we got great field position, it was a field goal, and that's it. It was five. The Cowboys are remember. up, by the way. No, they're not. Hey, are they're they not. just now score again? It's 31-30. No, no. Am I behind? 
I think you were. I just saw yeah, the Yeah, Russell you know, Wilson threw an amazing yeah. throw to he DJ threw a Metcalf. Dime to, to Dude, Metcalf. one of the he is if he continues playing at this level, he is MVP, no questions asked. Like, why right am now. I dude, okay, but hold on there, dude. I'm telling you, it's early and Josh Allen is balling the fuck out, bro. Uh dude, like okay, let let me say a few controversial things real quick. One, I'm proud of the Panthers. That's not controversial. I'm happy that we got the W. But a lot of people are oh. like, oh, we played our way out of Trevor Lawrence. Dude, there are a few football teams still that are that we know are going to be picking near the bottom, and I still believe the Panthers are one of them. If you want to get mad at me for that opinion, go ahead and do it. Um, another thing is, dude, so the MVP race, this discussion is going to fluctuate up and down, but Russell Wilson is a legitimate contender. Uh, absolutely, he is it. He is it. And, but, oh but man, dude, there's another I'm, one. I'm, I'm telling you, I was getting into fights on on Twitter with people. I'm not making a one for one comparison, okay? But Josh Allen Shush is is starting to look like a bad mofo. Bro. Nah, he still looked like Josh he's Allen good. today. He but still looked like carrying... Josh right when it was all over the stuff. He was throwing the ball backwards. He was pulling on the face mask. Dude, he's making plays down the field that are that they look like Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying it's Patrick Mahomes. I'm saying he has a cannon for an arm, and he's throwing the football right. I mean, dude, they the, won I that game over. not because of Josh but, Allen. They won that game because of the referees today. They called a bullshit pass interference that gave them dude, the ball. Okay, but that was bullshit. okay. So are we gonna Bro. say no, dude? I don't believe what. Listen. Maybe on some big time plays, but the Rams were in that football game. That was a competitive football game that came back. Dude, y'all are going to have to put some respect on on Josh Allen. All right. I'm not disrespecting them, but they should have lost today. They should have lost today. They gave up a giant, and that's not necessarily on him. I'm not saying that's on him. should have lost today. Yeah, and the Russell. I mean, the Falcons should have won those fuckheads. Same thing. Okay, let's get back on our game. Let's get back to our game. Let's get back to our game. But here's here's what I'll say about that. First and foremost, you put Russell Wilson's highlights up against Josh Allen. Russell Wilson wins every single day. He has the most beautiful passes. Over, I know that those deep balls that Josh Allen throws are nice, but Russell Wilson is cerebral more so than Josh Allen has ever been. And until Josh Allen can do it for seven consecutive games. Russell Wilson has been doing it every year, every single year. No doubt. Is, I have no not, problem with Russell Wilson. But Josh Allen is playing much better so far this year. Absolutely. You know, yeah, and, the, and to be honest, they needed that because the Bills, um, for them to win, they're gonna. he's going to have to elevate that team. And oh. they're, they're a little too old of a defense to just try to – play kind of like an old Panthers team right so anyway but back to the Panthers the Panthers are able to pull out their first win and it's a big deal it's a big deal because it's all we're on a two-game road 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 trip right we got to go play Tampa this team is not as bad as people have made them out to be now that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to translate into wins but I don't uh, – is that all the shitting that has happened to this coaching staff on that by Panthers Twitter I think has been too much. And um, and today I think that you showed that we really have 
kind of a limited talent base when it comes to offensively, right? I mean, look, is that you're trying to do that against the Chargers, and you don't have a lot of studs on the offensive line. Now, let's go to this. One other thing, too. We were playing a very hobbled um, uh, Chargers team today. Is that not only have uh, injuries decimated their offensive line, Mike Williams going down was a blessing for us today, homie, because they were shredding our secondary. And if it wouldn't have been for that Dante Jackson interception, which I'm going to go ahead and put up, and he must have listened to the C3 Panthers uh, the podcast uh, last week as we were talking junk about him running out of bounds early because he sticks with it here and almost scores the damn touchdown, right? Uh, He didn't run out of bounds. He actually took some contact. Dante Jackson, though, goes down in this game again. And and CK, you said something a little bit earlier in the show that I disagree. Well, I won't say I disagree with. We do need – we're going to have to bolster this linebacking group. No kidding, right? Shaq Thompson is not – Sorry, is that he's just not the answer. I'm not saying he's like cut like cut him or anything or something yeah. like that, but it's no it's not is he's for a number one draft pick, we uh, we're not number one, but a first round draft pick, it's gotta be disappointing with his play. Uh when Jeremy Chin's the best defensive player out there, it feels like, or the most uh electric, but that secondary needs help, homie. Needs help. Um and you cannot build a secondary around uh, Troy Pride and Dante Jackson. It's just not going to work. Well, I mean, dude, Dante uh, Dante played well. Uh, my more of my concerns now. Keenan Allen had like Dante, 150 yards a day, dude. But I don't. But I don't think that was all on him. No, but you don't have so, anybody that can stop him. Yeah, we definitely don't have that bigger body uh, shut down corner. Um, but what I'll, what I'll say is this, I mean, if you look at, um, at at the, the team that we played today, yeah, they had some injuries. Um, but overall, one of the things that we have to mention, because I honestly believe, and I haven't even said his name yet. One player is the reason why we won today's game. And it's something that we've been saying and that we've been waiting for. And that we're finally starting to see happen. Brian Burns had a day, y'all. Brian Burns was out there cutting a rug, getting into the backfield, getting pressures. Brian Burns was out there shooting webs like the web slinger, bro. Like he was he was a man amongst boys. He's so fast around the edge, I know. Man. I'm worried he's a one note player though. He's gotta show me more like he was beating him with the speed rush. The speed rush, but we knew that. We know that's what he can do. Well, but you know? it needs to be dependent on our other players to help be able to, yeah. one, stop the run. And number two, listen, it's okay if you're not the greatest at every single trait that a defensive end has to be able to do. Because when you're on pass rushing downs, you know you're going to be able to go to him for a big play. I mean, Brian Burns balled out today. He did absolutely incredible. Um, I think a lot of people have been waiting for him to um, to really have the, the the kind of game that we've been expecting for a long time. And today was it. Even in, on plays where he didn't get the sack, he affected the play. 
I one hundred percent. Let's just go ahead and put it. This is Brian Burns is going to help you against the team, and, and really, you know what? The Chargers is that, and I think CK said this earlier is that the Chargers lost this game. And I'm going to give you a couple of stats that really kind of support that. Right? Is that first the turnovers? Them playing from behind early was problematic. They only rushed the ball today 23 times. They threw the ball 49 times. So Brian Burns is going to help you in a, in a against a team that throws the ball 49 times, right? But the Chargers did not play the game that they wanted to play today Mm-mm. at all. No, and uh, no, and I didn't. don't know why that was. It, it had to have been the tur- it was the turn. I mean, because we got good field position every time. We had good field and we got position. ahead. We got ahead, but so I mean, I don't want to overly dash like. But the Panthers today, if you think about it, our off look, our offense was this: we put up eighty-one rushing yards, and we put up two hundred and thirty-five passing yards, which is not sensation. We didn't have to go very far. That's just we just didn't have to go very far at all, and that was good. So the Panthers, I think the special teams after uh, the special teams have been impressive to me. Other than if you take away the very beginning where Troy Pride runs into the guy calling the fair catch right off the bat, other than that, um, we have we've been punting the ball great. Joey Sly is starting to get in rhythm. Uh, so I think a lot of things are going well for this Panthers team. But this was a, a, you know, we weren't playing the Chargers at full strength. And you know what? That's good. Uh, that doesn't take away. It's still a W. Um, so I'm excited about that. The number's 252-228-5098. Let's go ahead and get into a couple of calls, and then we'll get back deeper into this game. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like... What's up, C3 Buckhead? Run DMC Roboto. Uh, I'm watching the game right now, and I just knocked the neck of the run in for that 12-yard touchdown. It looks like uh, Jack Thompson and Trey Boston don't want any smoke so far in the run game. Like... It looks like they literally dove on the ground because they didn't want to tackle. It looks pathetic. I kind of regret paying Jack Thompson. I'd rather, I would much rather have uh, kept our kept our corner that the Giants got. James Bradbury. Somebody else made that comment in the chat room. He can pay top money for that linebacker outside linebacker position, and he is just pedestrian out there. He didn't learn shit from Luke or TD. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that it didn't look like, uh, Shaq or Trey want to tackle at all. So, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, I got to say this is that, I've, I've, uh, and I've been saying it pretty much for years, I feel like at this point, is that me wanting Shaq to be good and him being good are two different things. And, um, you know, I mean, you don't root for our players to be bad. You don't root for them to be bust. Um, some of them clearly are or were, right? Is that I can I can call Matt Khalil the worst fucking left tackle in the history of the Panthers, and I feel comfortable with that. 
I didn't ever know how to fully judge Shaq Thompson. And uh, we've had some discussions that have ranged from why is he playing the position he's playing rather than uh, middle linebacker. There was a couple of times, though, where he filled in for Luke at middle linebacker when he was hurt with concussions. And I thought we Mm -hmm. saw signs of him playing pretty well. It was hard for us to gauge the success of the pick when it came down to because we kept saying Luke and and TD are in front of him and it's hard to break through, kind of like Stephen Weatherly. A lot of people have said Stephen Weatherly was sitting behind great players, but guess what? He's been non-existent for this Panthers defense too. Um, But what we have done is this, is what we just had three years of first-round picks Maybe four be disappointments. Kelvin mm-hmm. Benjamin, Shaq Thompson, Vernon Butler. Maybe it was three. Am I missing one? Right there is that, and and you can't even in the later picks of the first round. You can't miss on that first round pick. And right now, I guess the question is: even DJ is he? Uh, what we need a first round pick to be? I don't know. I don't know, but um, the problems are partly with our general management and partly with our general management before. How atrocious are the fucking Giants, guys? They are a... They're fucking terrible. And so going back to what Cody said about we're going to be... We're not out of the running. Yeah, we are in a way. We're better than the Giants. The Falcons right now have a better damn chance of getting Trevor Lawrence than we do. Uh, the the Redskins, Nightmare the Jets. It is, it is fucking ter- – we're like the 22nd best team in the league right now, dude. There's a lot of football left to play. Let me, let me okay. start by addressing right. the cat call. Let me address the cat okay. call. One, uh, Shaq Thompson, uh, I think, again, I said the same thing with Teddy Bridgewater. He is who we thought he was. Like he's going to be good for maybe one or two key stops a game. But you're never going to get the kind of production that Luke and TD gave to this football team. You're just not going to get it. Um, Shaq Thompson, again, in my mind, is kind of a middle-of-the-pack linebacker, and that is who we thought he was. So um, would I have paid him that kind of money? No. But hindsight is also a real 2020 thing, yeah, man. Yeah, it is. I know, it is. I know so many Panther fans that would have been absolutely pissed if we had signed James Bradbury to the kind of I might have been that, one of them too. Yeah. So, okay. So th- there's a lot of this that you just don't know. Um, I, I do agree with you. I'm on a part of our management. Um, I still think Marty Hernan needs to be fired. I'm not coming off that hill. No, I think um, you're right. And then I want to have a conversation that a lot of y'all don't want to have. And a lot of y'all are going to get pissed off at me about, but I don't give a shit, dude. I'm not going to come in here and be dishonest, right? Follow me with this one. Didn't Mike Davis show us today why you don't really pay running backs? No. Like, think of how many games we've lost. <laughs> Thank you, CK. No, no, think he didn't. Of, dude, think he of didn't. how many games we lost. What I'm saying is, We've lost a bunch of games now in a row with Christian McCaffrey as our running back. Oh, and now Mike Davis is a 1-0, bro. I'm just saying, listen, this is nothing against Christian. The play- Christian, the player, is incredible. But the whole argument is that the position, no matter what player you're talking about, it's easily replaceable. 
I mean, especially if you look at what the 49ers were able to do last year with their running backs. Like, Mike Davis had a great day, and he's a what an undrafted player. Like, I, that's the reason why you don't pay big money to running backs. Sorry. I, just- I disagree wholeheartedly. I saw today, I saw somebody who was who was basically who was able to carry the, you know, the 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 rock definitely, but we did not win because of because of him. Like yes, he had a great Well, we play. won because think- of him more than Teddy. Somebody was yeah. saying Teddy put up these points. I was like, "Nah, actually Mike no. Davis." Did. <laughs> Dude, Mike- Dude, how about this? But go Mike ahead, CK, cuz I think you're right. I agree with you, CK. Is Mike Davis I- didn't prove that to me yeah. either. I don't think he proved that you you like a, a Christian McCaffrey is is not valued to be paid at the amount that he's being paid. I think it's quite quite opposite. I think that we saw today what a middle of the pack running back looks like, and we saw that Mike Davis couldn't make people miss. He made that one great screen screenplay, and he was running through some tackles, but he wasn't doing what Christian McCaffrey does, which is makes the linebackers just always need to know where Christian McCaffrey is. Like you weren't dealing, there was not this extra layer, and and, and I'm I maybe I'm. We can always look at this as, as Monday morning quarterback and everything, but I think when I look at what happened today, I would have said if Christian McCaffrey was in the backfield, this would have been that blowout that we were expecting it to be. I think all of those red I don't zones. Know. I, yeah, maybe. I do think that, I mean, look, Cody's got the, the truth lies somewhere in the middle on this. Yeah. Right? Is that is that I think the idea that on, like when you look at the position, value of a running back i understand what the analytics people are saying and what cody is arguing here yeah i do think that christian mccaffrey for me is slightly a different type of talent than just a regular running back what i mean is that i almost think is that is that would it make you feel better if we classified him as a rb wide receiver Right, because then all of a sudden he's something that is more than just a running back. But um, the dance, uh, Mike Davis to me reminded me of uh, Mike Tolbert Mike in his Tolbert. prime today. The dancing he bear. Like he looked like a dancing me, bear out there. It reminded me more of Jonathan Stewart. Like, and when we had the D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart, like, I think they need to play him more. I think that he has the ability to make good plays, and he did that in a couple of good, uh, good plays out there. But again, if you look at the averages, if you look at the game, like the plays that Christian McCaffrey maybe were, was going to be able to break off, or even uh, Curtis Samuel for that matter. Um, by the way, all those sweeps, when have they worked? They have been doing those sweeps, like trying to get them to uh, running back to the outside. Our outside blocking is horrendous. We don't have big body receivers to block. I don't know why they continue to try this. Every time it's been dropped in the backfield. Are you guys... I- yeah, and I, just to get back a little bit before we move on to some of the play calling, some different things, I think, uh, Cody, is that, again, the truth kind of lies in the middle, and I think you're right in a lot of ways, is that are you talking about building a team around a running back? Are you talking yeah. about that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Is that financially, like, we have to look at, like, how much of the cap it takes up and some different things. Um, and then the other is, is that – can you kind of retool the linebacker? I meant not the linebacker, the running back group with a bunch of youngins through the draft. If you every three or four years pick a running back kind of high, but one of the problems is is that the Panthers did invest a lot of draft capital in Christian McCaffrey. So do yep. you let that guy walk out? 
It's a tough question. So now that we've said those things, how do you now feel about your statement? Have you? Do you want to not temper it, but add anything else to it? No, not at all. <laughs> you can't even. No, we, didn't, we didn't make one. That, we no, didn't. I didn't make listen, one point listen, that was listen, worth listening listen, to. No, listen. Look, I love Christian McCaffrey, the player. I think he's the best running back. In the NFL. So do I think that he's better than Mike Davis and that ultimately he does more than Mike Davis? Of course he does. But is that going to be the difference in winning football games? Like if we have a good offensive line that's able to run block their ass off, my point being is it doesn't matter if it's McCaffrey or Saquon or Devontae Freeman or or an undrafted guy like Mike Davis that you've never heard of before. But then you should never pick certain positions at certain places, period. You should never pick a linebacker in the first round then. You should never, you know what I mean? Like then, like all of these types of things because they they don't, they're not conditionally appropriate for that because they're not the same value as a corner, a defensive end, or in this case, wide receiver or Or I would, would, yeah, left tackle and quarterback, right? I mean, isn't that ultimately the argument? No, because if you had a badass linebacker, there have been a, listen, imagine if we had drafted, like, so for example, and again, forget how Isaiah Simmons have, is playing, but like I'm not even using him as an example. There are a lot. No, you gotta say Devin White. You gotta say Devin White. Yeah, That's De- the one you gotta say. De- you Devin gotta say White. Luke Keekley. Luke, there's a bunch of, of really good linebackers that are gonna help you do a bunch of different things. Whereas it matters who that player is, especially in the middle of your defense. What I'm saying is, is if it's a first round running back, or if it's an undrafted running back. Yeah, maybe a good back will elevate a bad football team, which, frankly, Christian McCaffrey has done that and then some. But if you have a good run-blocking offensive line, that kind of player isn't necessary. But we don't. Well. We don't. It's very – it's that simple. Is that we don't. And the idea that our offensive line – this is the other thing. This is – it's like we got beer goggles on right now when it comes to our offensive line. Is that all of a sudden uh, this offensive line is like just because they're better than the ones we've had in the last <laughs> couple of years does not mean they're good. No, no, right? I mean, agreed. I, agreed. I mean, they are I mean, not good. They are not good. At, no, but they're not. They're, not, they're, not, they're, they're, they're not, not as they're not the liability that yeah. has been there over the last yeah. few years. And to play devil's advocate, you know, and I think this is where you're going with it. I mean, we had so many backups in today, and how many sacks do we have? One, just that one that Joey Bosa just bull rushed and was able to get it and push us out of uh, field goal range. Outside of that, you know, I, I I do think that our our offensive line handled itself fairly well against a pretty talented pass rush today. Which was up with more- the calls today by the refs across the board. Uh, there's all these different. In all these games I'm looking at, I'm sorry, the Bills got lucky at the end. It was a game-changing call. Now, some other people said I didn't watch the whole game and that there are other calls too. So, okay, I'll grant that. But when you give on a fourth down play the most bullshit of P.I. passes interference that changes the dynamic of game, that was real. And today, the one that I was thinking of is, that. where was that false start on Moten at? That motherfucker is still sitting still. He hasn't even left the field yet, and they called a false start on him. That didn't make sense, dude. 
Yeah, they're they're thinking. I think the refs thought, oh, they had them a little bit on the first one. There's no way they bid on the second one unless it was a false start. I think it was less about what they saw and more about what they thought. Like I think they didn't see anything. Yeah. I think they just thought. I agree. Oh, they they got they got a false start because that he did the hard count the first time, the second time it had to have been a false start. They wouldn't have jumped across the line after jumping Which, over again the first time already didn't so make think, any sense to me didn't make any sense to me and then the other one is i was pissed at the rest for uh we tried to get that play off where curtis samuel where we were worried that curtis samuel potentially fumbled the ball the panthers did a great thing and they tried to go up there snap the ball before it could be challenged and then the refs go well we weren't in our position so why sorry. did you set the ball yeah. Like, why did you set the ball? If if you weren't in your position, why would the ball be set? I don't think that that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Luckily, he was down. By the way, that that play is exactly why Curtis Samuel needs to get the ball out in space more. Like, you give him the ball in space, he breaks tackles, he makes things happen. They're not doing that. Every time he's gotten the ball today, he has either been in front, like like either behind the line of behind horrible blockers, or uh, on a crosser route where he has linebackers about to just slam him down on the ground. All right, but let's anyway. go. Let's go to the call. Next call, two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. What's up, C three Dane from Brooklyn here? How I'm doing? What's up, I just man? Take a dump at halftime because uh, <laughs> this team gives me bubble guts when they play. <laughs> so I had to uh, have a release. <laughs> uh, release. To call call of the night is Joey Sly. This guy's been kicking field goals all day long. But uh, did you see those two freaking tackles? This guy's a monster. Needs to play yes. every down on both sides of the ball. Uh, that's we should have him as a linebacker. Uh, we we win going for it. Just tell me what you think, guys. No, as a tight end, bro. Put him in there as a tight end. Um, Joey Sly did straight up meet that guy head on, right up the middle, and put him down. Put him night night. Put him to sleep. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. Um, Panthers defense is a mixed bag, right? Is playing under talented. I think they're an under talented te- defense right now, right? Is that we've we've already called out questions at uh, linebacker. We know the secondary is under. I actually think the secondary has been playing very well given the talent level they have. Right? Yeah. Is that? I mean, I mean Dante. Dante's a nice piece to have on your team, but Keenan Allen be- was just is just gonna the big boys that can run just as fast can't do nothing to him. So I think this is that Trey Boston has played pretty dang well. Um, I've been happy with a lot of the play, but if you have B, it's kind of like a smaller college school, right? Is that it's one thing. For you guys, you're just under-talented when you go against the bigger boys. They might have great games and play above their talent level, which I think we have, and we're very young. Um, And I'm tired of the young guys. I'm sad that they are getting these penalties in such big places. Derek Brown last week. This week it was Yoter Gross-Matos with the hands to the face. Yeah, And, you know, I think these guys are just trying. I won't say trying too hard because that's kind of a false notion, right? Is that, like, you can't try too hard. But you're trying to make something happen so much that it just... uh, So I don't feel bad about that, right? It's like I don't have any problems with Derek Brown at this point. I don't have any problems with uh, Gross Matos. Is that it's unfortunate, yes, but I'm glad these guys are getting some experience. But the defense, 
Um, finally, finally got to the quarterback a little bit today. Um, I don't know if they're playing. They were playing the most exceptional offensive line, particularly. I'll tell you how bad the uh, Chargers' offensive line was today. Is that uh, the center didn't snap the ball at the end? <laughs> what was that? The delay of game was on the center. No, they they gave it a false start on that one. That was that right. didn't even do a delay of game. <laughs> um, all right, next call. The number's two five two two two. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Let me stop you before you do the next one. There's forty people watching and twenty one likes. Hit the like button. Help Come on, guys. By more people. Come on. We're talking shit. We're having fun. We're talking Panthers football. Hit the like button. I'm putting shame on you if you don't do it. Hit the dislike for all we care. Just interact with the show. And, uh, yeah, continue to get in the comments. Call in 252-228-5098. And since you're uh, getting shamed, not only hit the like button, but why don't you uh, just hit that little share icon? I don't ask you guys for money. Uh, I don't ask you guys for anything. But Well, actually, I do ask you for one thing. Your time, which is precious. And it's wonderful you guys give it to us. But I am asking you for one more thing. And that is likes and shares. You can do that. It's not a big deal. All right. Let's go to the next call. Hi, guys. Rich in the UK. Um, Rich, you can email this to me to save a little money, too, Um, by the way. So we're all post-game. Um, we're not completely done yet, and I'm watching highlights because I've only got Red Zone here in the UK. Um, there's something that you mentioned the other day, but I'll bring it up: competence. Okay, I don't, I don't like where we're at at the moment. I'm pissed off with management, general managers. I don't like Matt Rule. Um, what I want to see is competence. Uh, I, I want to see us. It, uh, a talent disparity is fine. You know, if you're crap and you lose, you know, you haven't got good players. If you're playing Will Greer and your QB plays no good, then that's fine. Um, I think Teddy's been a bit better today. Obviously, we're probably, well, we haven't won yet, but we're probably going to win today. Um, but, the, but there's levels that Teddy, you know, with three games in, he's going to be able to do certain things. And certainly through two games, didn't show that. Um, play calling, defensive play calling. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't look great at the moment. Everybody's allowed to learn um, and go from there. So, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not very on board with us at the moment. Um, I'm very on board with the Panthers. Um, North Carolina means too much to me to ever jump ship although <laughs> I'm loving what Cam's doing um, but that's it <laughs> that's, you brought it up the other day as I say competence well, this is what you want to see you want to see them doing the right things if, if you get burned you know if you get if your defensive back gets burned by a Tyreek Hill or you get Dukes or you get sacked because you're playing good players then you, that happens um, but being shit uh, and that, that there's no there's no excuse for that. You know, Matt Rule calling bad plays, Snow play, calling bad plays, and being shit. Um, I'm not I'm not in on that. And I just the the Tepper Herney Rule combination. I mean, listen, I'll just go through it quick briefly. 
at the end of my call, okay? I told you the 2018 draft, we'd fucked it up, okay? And we have. We completely bollocks that draft up, okay? And I said a year ago we should offer Cam 100 million for five years, and we should have. Anyway, I'm leaving it there. Guys, love everything you do, and I'll speak to you soon. Take All right. Thanks. And keep Thanks, Rich, for the support across the pond. You can always email me a voice file too. I know international calls are expensive. Uh, the the email is carolinacatchronicles at gmail dot com. I I disagree with a lot of the call though, and um, I don't think we've seen incompetence from the coaching staff, but I do see one area, and I think that it's gonna it's it's not gonna get better until this gets fixed, until we get a new general management staff in. That, to me, right there is, and look, is I've, I've tried to say that Herney did pretty well in the aftermath of, of Dave Gettleman, particularly in free agency. He did a lot better than he was able to do in his first stint. I don't like, my first goal is to not shit on people entirely. And not saying that's what Rich is doing, but what I'm saying is, you know, with Marty Herney trying to have a balance, kind of look at it. But, no, I can't at this point. Is right now, there's been too many failures when it comes to the NFL draft. And it goes back to Dave Gettleman. And it, and, and it continued with Marty Herney. And so I do think we have a deficiency in talent. And that deficiency in talent comes largely for decisions that we have made. And where I do think that Rich is talking about, and I understand the perspective he is trying to that he's getting to, has to do a little bit with the idea of bringing in the kind of Okung, trade away Turner for Okung, and then getting Bridgewater to where it seems like you're trying to do something, and then you're not trying to do something. You know, is that, and then you get Robbie Anderson, you're trying to do something, but until we get this general management structure figured out. I don't think I don't think we have enough to to talk about Matt Rule and their staff yet, but we do have plenty of evidence when it comes to the the structure of this team and the decision making of this team, and the idea there's just been too many misses. And hey, let's go back to Harrison Butker, right? I mean, look at this. That dude oh, is not, you know. I, I mean, but, but but those are but those we can go to that. We can go to drafting all of these. You guys say that the running backs don't matter. Well, how many of them we did we draft that never made the team? How many tight ends did we try to get? Right, we don't. There are some real fucking problems Dude, on this roster, and then you had to draft seven. You had to draft seven fucking defensive players, right? I mean, like that you're in that kind of state. So I'll turn the mic over to you guys now. I uh. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll talk about it. I don't think that there's much that I'm willing to just place on the, on the 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 coaching staff. What I will say is, I feel like um, there are certain parts that are fluctuating um, as far as like our offense looks like it's better one good one week and bad the next. Right, right. I feel like every week our defense has gotten better. You know, yeah, I'm our right, yeah. one to this week. It's gotten better, and so that's what I like to see. Number one, um, secondly. Is I don't like I said I, I I agree I think that our our play calling was was on point up until especially with not having any gigantic explosive plays you know players on the team nobody who's going to be taking double coverage away from you know somebody else or something like that you know to not have that we still <clears throat> you know we were running some good plays that were keeping the trains moving it's just 
a, the problem was always third down in the red zone. We were not able, able to make it happen. Yeah, and, no touchdowns. And, we did not come away with touchdowns that we couldn't convert third down. One thing I did like about the play call in CK, though, is that at the end when we were trying to salt the game away, we didn't just run the ball three times in a row. We, we did came not. out play action right away. Yeah, That was yeah. cool. You know what I'm saying? So there are some good things in a mixed bag. But to me, is that I think Cody has just been is that we're all we are on that hill now, right? And that is until yeah. we get better vision. It's not even whether or not Hernie is good or bad. It's we don't have a future vision in the general in the front office right now. I don't see an identity to this team whatsoever. Right. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Well, and and again, I feel like part of that goes the way of your quarterback. Now, listen, man, uh, you know, our defense, again, there is a lot of good to take away. And it goes back to we have a rookie uh, defensive coordinator, a rookie offensive coordinator, a rookie head coach. Like, it's, it's going to take time for things to start to look good. And on defense, they have. I mean, uh, granted, teams are still running the football on us. Austin Eckler is a beast, and he had a great day running the football against us, I feel. But not really, though. They were It, it looked like that in the beginning. I think, actually, Eckler's production was were on screen passes. Well, That's where yeah, we got I hit with. Like they, were able, they were able to get those consistent four- to five-yard runs that kept the chains moving. Listen, overall, the defense did great. Uh, there's a lot of reason to believe that we have a defense that can really be um, – uh, a contending defense, if not this year, at some point in the very near future. The problem is our offense. The reason why this team just doesn't excite a lot of people is because of Teddy Bridgewater. And again, it's like I want to be wrong. I wish that he would have a game where he just finally throws for like three or four touchdowns and is able to shut me up for good. But we still have problems on third it's down. It's not going to happen. We're still not pushing the ball down the field. So, again, this is why I'm saying, okay, it hurt that, one, penalties were bad against the Chargers. Justin Herbert completed it on that play to uh, Mike Williams, and they said it was an offensive pass interference. That was a bullshit play. But my point is, is then they started to miss players. We're not going to be able to win shootouts against football teams. So we, we had – um, a, a good luck of the draw today in that we were going up against um, a rookie quarterback in his you know second game of the NFL who still played pretty well, all things considered. Um, and you know our offense was able to kind of chop away at their um, at their run defense and kind of keep the ball moving, and we made it a close game. A lot of the teams that we're going to play down the stretch, they're going to be able to capitalize. I feel in ways that the Chargers almost did today. So, yeah, I don't want to look at this through rose-colored glasses. It, it was a good victory, but there are a lot of limitations to this football team this year. Yeah, and I think that a lot of that just comes with there are so many new things, and that and, and Teddy's a bridge. He's a bridge. It might be over water. It might be over troubled water. He is a bridge at this point, and – Nobody, I don't think, is except for like maybe a couple of people are like Teddy is not an issue, right? But for the most part, I think we come down to this is we've been outside the first half of with Tampa Bay last week, and that was because of Teddy. 
<laughs> largely, is that we've been in these games. And I think that that speaks volumes to the coaching staff and that, you know, we haven't been getting blown up for big, big giant plays in the passing game, which I thought was going to happen. The run defense sucked last year. It, to, to think it was going to be great, it's been better. I'm happy. I, I just I think we got to keep our, uh, you know, kind of wait to have our judgments about the coaching staff right now. But the continue to say this is that until we get a vision, like CK said, an identity, and that identity comes starts with a vision from the general management about how to build a winning football team for the long haul, right? Is that good selections here and there are not going to be enough, right? And so we're going to have to couple it up is that we're going to have to see us hit on a Jeremy Chin two or three years in a row, not miss on those types of guys. And we're really paying for bad decisions in the past right yeah. now. That's what we're paying yeah. for at this well, moment. And that's that's where I think that we've got to really kind of put ourselves into, you know, take ourselves out of the focus of this season. And then if you look at – or let's actually focus on this season by itself. Do you feel – the fact that we lost Christian McCaffrey – and the people that we have played against that we have held our own for the most part up to this point, do you feel like our team has gotten better from the beginning of the game week one? Better. Well, you know, yeah, I want to uh, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to say okay. yes. In some ways, though, no it's kind of weird. It's because the first okay. week I thought the offense was like, wow, this offense actually it's going to be all right. And then the defense yep. is going to fucking suck. And then it's now the defense today was the good storyline and the offense wasn't really there. Yeah. Is I but no, I think I've been pleased enough. Yeah. I think with the I Panthers just, performances so far. I think the reason I ask it that way is yes, last week if you look at Teddy Bridgewater's performance, he went downhill last week, right? Yeah. But he came back and he did exactly what he did week one, which is not do any have any turnovers. He had a really high completion rating. Um, yes, he's not rolling with a tremendous amount of touchdowns. And when he does throw the ball downfield, it's it's pretty accurate. I think he's only had one touchdown so far. Is that right? Yeah. He's no, only had I think one he had, pass it. Did he have I, one last week? He had none last week. But I think he did have one week one, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, but nonetheless, he did have one today, and that was on the screen pass. That was all Mike Davis. I'll give yeah. you know, Davis his, his credit on that. Um, but all in all, if you look at our, our, our entire team as a whole, our offensive line is starting to mesh, uh, at least to some degree. And we had backups in against, a, like we said, Joey Bosa, right? It, that is a very talented pass rush that the Chargers have, and we held our own. Um and and then when you look at the fact that our defense was, you know, honestly, the fact that I, I don't know whether to blame this win on us just doing the right things or horrible coaching on the Chargers side of things because they did not test our secondary after that first half. They were literally just doing screen passes and crossing passes. They were not throwing the ball downfield when they should have. I don't well, know. I feel on, like they on, were. On. And then they got that stupid Mike Williams. Well, I won't say stupid. I was very happy. They called. We got away with a couple of things. All right, so that that oh, Dante no, 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 Jackson no, 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 interception. I got to reply to CK though, because one of the reasons. All right, you they reply. Did I'm that, going to get another beer. One of the reasons they did that though, CK, 
is because Brian Burns was screaming yeah. around the edge. Brian Burns literally he had a breakout game today, man. Yes. When he when he came screaming around the edge on those plays, like he was getting consistent pressure, man. Then there was even a play where he was able to get pressure and hit Justin Herbert on the arm. Uh, but Justin Herbert was able to hold on to the ball. Yeah, he almost had that forth. third one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, they kind of they kind of scared um the the Chargers into not dropping back so much because yeah. they were able to get home. Um, I, I do think that, um, again, our defense, uh, we have a weakness in the middle of the field. Yes, and it's a problem because we, we paid Shaq Thompson this money and we're trying to justify that. But uh, this is another game that I felt like, where was Tareer Whitehead? Well, who knows? I saw him miss some tackles. Um, he tr- he does what, exactly what some of the other players last year were doing, which is go for that big hit and then not wrap up. Like he was literally just trying to shoulder tackle instead of arm tackle. Um, he what there were a couple of plays he was there, but yeah, you're right. He is nowhere to be seen. Like you're not seeing his name. He's not in the backfield. He is not, you know, adjusting the defense. There is literally no quarterback on the defense right now, like we had with Luke Kuechly. Yeah, nothing at all, man. And uh, oh, that yeah, is I'm the hoping- truth about that. And you know what? You don't even realize it till you say it. Yeah. Like, I mean, like how, many, how many times did you see somebody talking to the secondary? Hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. This is going to be this way. This is going to be that way. There's now that you say it, it, I haven't seen it at all this year. Not one I time. I did see Trey Boston. I did see Trey Boston make some adjustments. And then that makes sense because he is the real leader veteran that we have on the football team right now. Uh, but that's pretty much that's pretty much what we have going for us. You know, like we have Trey Boston and all of our fast guys are able to make plays on the football that they did today. How about that interception from Dante Jackson? We talked about it briefly, but we didn't talk about it enough. Like he was able to make his body skinny on that play and was able to like uh, get back in front of him and, and uh, undercut that route and just, take the ball yeah, away man that yeah was, but it's also against play. a rookie quarterback right a against rookie the, quarterback who with and then the, here's one other thing is they wouldn't have had they would not have been in that position if i'm pretty sure the play before that was the mike williams pass inter offensive pass interference that put them in shitty down and distance but here's here's what i wanted to add like add to that I think that was an incredible play by Dante Jackson, and I don't want to take anything away from him whatsoever. But if, as I watched that replay, that was the lazy, like one of the laziest routes I've ever seen. The dude was pulling up, like he wasn't even like looking back. He wasn't trying to do anything. So either that was a miscommunication, or Justin Herbert was throwing the ball when the receiver wasn't timed ready to be able to actually get the ball, or he wasn't expecting to receive the ball. I think Justin Herbert threw a good pass on that play. I, I just think. That Dante Jackson. Made he didn't a great see the receipt. Yeah, but he like didn't the- see that corner. You know what I'm saying? He threw a bullet. He did throw a bullet, and it was to the right spot. But well, he's but looking he at that him. guy crossing, and Dante wasn't the guy with him. Dante wasn't the corner that was with him. He was a different corner making a play on the ball. Yeah, but no, I. I think I think when I watched that, that's why I commented on your post. Yeah, I said that I'm was a lazy route. We'll like I watched again. that. Yeah, if we have that replay, it looked like that receiver was pulling up. It looked like a very lazy route. He was not running the route the way that it was intended. It felt like because he just didn't think. I guess he just didn't think he was getting the ball that go around. I'm looking at it one more time. 
Um, I, it's a good I play. Know. It's but a good I, play by Dante. But look, it's a good play by absolutely. Dante. And by the way, is that that's where, and I actually think that maybe this is a reason. This is another uh, example of why I think this coaching staff particularly should be commended at this point. Yeah. Is think about what the story, Dante's story has never been not being a ball hawk. It's been right. about being disciplined, being in the right spots, playing smart, and not that he's not intelligent. That's not the point. Is that it was all in the in the last coaching staff got so frustrated frustrated with him that they basically gave up on him. We said this is our guy. I think that he that this coaching staff has been teaching that these players have been playing have been in the right places. Now, have they always been making plays, particularly with the run defense and tackling? No, not all the time. But I don't think it's just been us, like, out of sorts. Maybe I'm entirely wrong on that. Anthony Lynn today, though, you guys did bring this up. You were talking about bad coaching on their end. Is that fair to, to say that, Cody, entirely? I know you said that uh, if they didn't – now, they had, no t- they had no timeouts at the end. But they're down to some dude named something stick. Was that did you not want them to take that time out there to get um Herbert back in the game? Because that was their timeout that they needed. I mean, I don't really blame them because it was a third down and you're gonna trust what is essentially your third string quarterback on third down when you have to have it. Yeah. So I mean, I don't no no, no let me tell so okay, I actually misspoke because I put it on Twitter. That that we lost or that we won rather because they didn't use their timeouts effectively. I need to correct myself. So basically, it's not because they didn't use their timeouts effectively, but it's because they they weren't um, uh, 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 down in the football. Like when you snap it and stop the clock. Uh, that they needed. And to is do that, that Herbert? Though is that on Justin Herbert at all? No, I think that's on the, the, the coaching staff. So, again, it's his – To just his be only screaming his in his head. ear, clock it, clock it. Yeah, well, well also – yeah, clock it. That, that was what I was uh, – the, the sideline is in control of that too. They, they would be telling everyone to clock the football. They should have been clocking the football and go to second down and give yourself more opportunities to make plays and give yourself more time. So it's not that I disagree with them for using the timeout. You want the the quarterback in the hands of your first, or the ball, the ball in the hands of your first round quarterback. So I don't blame them for that, but their time management, dude, yes. that was terrible. Reminded they, me a lot of Rivera. Like there are so many. Like I'm trying to be positive because we won today, and good for us. And you should be. Except for we did so not, we did things. not play the Chargers at full strength. That's yeah. The there's thing. so many things that that we also. Like winning football games is also about luck, and I'll be damned if we didn't uh, uh, have a have a horseshoe up our butt today. Well, I think that uh, CK said it right earlier: is everything did go our way? Yeah, you know, we cannot rely on that, right? But you know what? You got to have a little luck. We'll take it. We'll take it today, though. Yeah, absolutely. To be fair, this is one of the easier games that we have all season, so you got to keep that in mind as well. That we are not looking at a scenario where uh, it the, the path gets any easier as time goes on. 
What does it tell yeah. us, though, at the end of the day? That, or one of the things that I think is, is funny about this is that um, the trade, right? The trade, which is bet- was between the Chargers. Both of the guys were out. <laughs> none of them played, dude. I think, yeah, is and I don't think that the Chargers did not have the game go. They want, they did not want to throw the ball 49 times or whatever. That's for crazy. All right, let's go to the next call. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? This is G Cavassier. Oh, man. somebody was just G- asking G- about G in the chat room. What's up, brother? That was a damn game. I was on the edge of my seat at the damn end, man. I was at the edge <laughs> of my damn seat. Hey, man, the boys played pretty good. There's a couple times we went three and out, but hey. Yeah. Joey Sly, hey, man, that dude earned his damn money today, dog. I'm like, telling dude, you, boy. fucking earned his damn money, man. He's going to be getting hey, an extension man. at the end of the year. That dude, hey, I put my hands up for that damn dude. That dude was on point. I know he got one block, you know what I'm saying? That you ain't know, on him, though. For the extra point, whatever, man. And what's up with Mike Davis, man? Woo! That boy, hey, he showed me something, man. Like, for real, man. He did, he showed man. Me something. That dude's the toughest beans, man. And before I I know, really want there to be a rotation with him. that pissed me off during the game, they said it was a false start on Taylor Bowman. There was no damn false <sighs> start. He didn't even fucking move, man. Even the damn announcer said they got away with one. But, hey, man, I'm not, I'm not pissed off at all, man. We wanted to keep pounding you. All right, man. Uh, first, G, G, you're a celebrity. Uh, you're a celebrity in the chat room. People were saying, "Where's Bit G been at lately?" And cue the call, G Cavassier. It brought the excitement needed, right? It's because we do got to remember the Panthers ended a, a losing streak today, and also big shout out to Robbie Switzer in for the super chat. Thank you for that. And um, what he says is this. He just was. He says, "Just want to say I love what you guys do. Enjoy watching you guys almost as much as Panthers football. Keep pounding. And you know what? We just like hanging out with you guys. This to me is look is that. And I think COVID has really brought to life what the C three Panthers podcast has meant to me for the last seven years. And that's just an opportunity to hang out with people." That I like to, uh, that I would hang out with if I could in person every week and watch the football game. And you know it's worked out. You've you've seen the friendships that the community that's being built in the chat room each and every week. The fact that we might not be we are the longest running, but we might not get the most views. We might not get all this the most, but we have a tight ass community. And the fact that uh, CK that Cody and I have gotten to hang out with each other and form these great friendships. The fact that Tree 50 is always in the chat room, that you guys are always, I saw this in, uh, it was, it was not West underground West. Who was it? It was, um, somebody else said this. They had the best comment in the chat earlier. They said JJ Jansen, also known as redundant J. It was Tin Tizzy. That's who it was. <laughs> I love that. First of all, I laughed. I laughed so hard. Whenever that I, is good. I, like I that. love the community and the friendships that we've been built. And you know what? It's made the COVID experience fantastic. Not fantastic. That's not the right word. I'm looking for. <laughs> Bearable yeah. to me. My wife had to go away with her friends to a beach weekend and all of this and to this weekend. And they just basically four or five people st- Stuck in this little trailer together, right? And you know what? I got to just hang out and watch football and chat with you guys. 
been great. Tree 50, thank you for your super chase. Says Teddy is a catalyst for a Joe for a Joey Sly extension. You're not <laughs> That's wrong, a great though. comment right there. You're not wrong. He's not that, wrong at all. That's a fantastic uh, Joey Sly is loves uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh yeah, he's on um, Teddy's big D. <laughs> Okay, and I did want to, and before we go to the next call, I was thinking about this, Teddy's BD, that's funny. Um, you guys were talking about the value of a running back and all this, and we're not going to go over into it again, but it's so hard when I see uh, what Christian McCaffrey does, then I see Alvin Kamara fucking eating it, eating it up, right? I mean, like, he's looking sensational, but then you think this, Austin Eckler, undrafted free agent right and that is isn't that the dichotomy is that and it's almost it's like if you don't have the best running back in the league it's just better to have an okay one yeah but dude it's what i was saying earlier man how many undrafted running backs every year end up balling out and they're just i I don't think though that christian should be compared to zeke I mean, I can't. Well, you know, uh, I listen, think that man. is that that there is that I think that when you're a pass catcher, when you can run between the tackles and catch the ball, you're not the typical Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, you're you're basically the Le'Veon Bell, but I would say probably a little bit better because you are doing it on a team that sucked rather than a Steelers team that always seems to uh, have incredible running backs. Um, but no, I agree. I think uh, I think Christian McCaffrey has to be in a different category. He he's given more production than any other. I mean, people want to. Somebody in the in the chat was talking about how Saquon Barkley is a better running back, and maybe mm-hmm. just a pure running back. You might be right, but Christian McCaffrey is a far better football player than Saquon Barkley has shown on film in the past three years that he's been in the league. So, um, uh, real quick, I want to highlight some comments here. Uh, Joey, the Blind Panther, says I come here every week, even though I have to get up at five thirty in the morning and go to work the next day. I'm up since five thirty in the morning. Shout out to you, man. Uh, John Callishaw says, "Tell it, my guys. I listened to your episode twice when I'm feeling down or alone. That's dedication <laughs> right there, man. That's a real fan right there. And um, and uh, to uh, the wonderful Miss Sarah Taylor." Who says CMC is an anomaly? Dude is an absolute beast, but total understand what Cody is saying. And again, like I'm more talking from the perspective of what you should do in building a football team. But man, right. listen, as a as a fan, come on, I love me some CNC, bro. CMC, bro. I, I love that dude. I love that dude. And I wouldn't trade him for another player in the world. I, I'm just saying, from a, a general manager's perspective, you can get really good meaningful yards out of running yes, backs that yes, don't even get yes. invited to the Philip Lindsay for Denver wasn't even invited to the combine. Well Austin uh, Eckler, Mike Davis, both of yeah. these are undrafted free agents. He is it but exactly. I, I do think and I think I agree with Sarah completely on this. Christian McCaffrey's an anomaly and this comes and it is a little humble pie for me because I thought it was going to be Leonard Fournette. I was on the Leonard Fournette train and if we would have gone Leonard Fournette and we did that, then your comment, I would have been like, Cody, you're right. You're so right. <laughs> like, uh, I do think he's a, a, a just a special talent, though. Um, and I'm glad we have him. 
But when you do talk about allocation of salary cap, that's a different thing. We really need to talk about that. And it's not, um, it's hard yeah. for us to have the real conversation. And it's actually hard for me to give your comment the due it probably deserves, Cody, because we're on a team right now where we don't have to allocate money to other players because we don't have any. So yeah. in, in so some ways, it's just easy for me to say, pay Christian McCaffrey yeah. because he's the only good thing in my life. Yeah, right, right. right? Yeah, so I, mean, so I think, it, yeah, yeah. Of course, right. you got to remember too, though. Like, if you look at the the like, we want to sit here and look at the money that he just he just got in this five year extension or whatever it was, right? But the reality is, if you look at what he's actually, he's got seven or eight more years that he's with us now under contract. Right. We should right? just make him a receiver. So, Would it make you feel better so, if we just called him a receiver? No, I mean, even if you look Not at you, Cody, that I'm talking about. <laughs> What I'm what I'm wanted to talk about is the fact that even if you spread his salary out, if you look at how much he's making every year for the next seven years, he's not getting paid the elite amount. I mean, like that that much more than what you would expect a good running back to get paid for. Like, because he is still he's still playing out his rookie contract. That still exists. That we didn't suit we didn't sign him in place of the contract. He is still playing that. So if you look at the next seven years and you average his salary over those seven years, he is actually making a pretty team-friendly deal in that regard. So that's yeah. something I think we need to think about, too. Um, also, yeah. Aaron Jones turns out to be pretty good, too. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, he's been I killing it. Also, uh, I cannot – humble flip. He keeps on saying CMC does not get points. Did you not see last year? I he thought was he's had but every touchdown thing. we've had this year almost. So that's what that's what he's trying to say. That if you look at the yards and the production of McCaffrey, they were great, but he didn't get to. So, for example, like on those red zone or on those uh, you're when you're right at the goal line, two or three when, games. Yeah, last year. and when Christian like kind of gets stopped at the end. Listen, I'm not saying I agree with him, but I he's just don't think it's fair. He look at last for more team. yards. Than, yeah, I don't agree Last with year's either. team I mean, was the worst team. Our, the last 10 ga- We were so bad last year, dude. We were so fucking terrible last year yeah. at everything. And I also at recall everything. Him, I also recall Christian getting a ton of touchdowns on plays when normally there would be no touchdown to be had. He like did have, like, other. every touchdown we had this year almost – until oh, today. dude, at that Jacksonville game that we went to, or uh, yeah, early in the. What, I'm just saying this year, coach? just this oh, year, the first two games he game. got all the oh, touchdowns. Man, but yeah, but dude, last year Christian had some plays going into the end zone, uh, jumping over the the defender and falling on his back in the end zone. Dude, that was. I mean, the the man's incredible. No one's taking away from how talented. Christian is. I would just say this is we have paid like shitty receivers that type of money before. So um I'm okay with it. Next call. What's up, uh D three podcast, it's Ron D and C. What's up, Ron? Uh, oh god. I was actually very surprised we pulled out the dub here, but Hey, it happened, man. Um, Brian Burns looks like Von Miller out there today. He looks really great. I think I think we are going to have this young defense is going to get stacked next year. You got Brian Burns. We're gonna get somebody in free agency. Like That's Von what Miller I think. 2. We might get some sacks this year in the second round. I feel like Derek Brown will be at Rock for us in the future. 
And I'm loving I'm just loving this this defense played very well this game. And I think the future looks very bright for this defense. Um, I was really happy with the play calling. I almost selfishly wanted to lose this game just for Trevor Lawrence at the end, but I feel like if we did lose, it would have made me think different of Matt Rule yeah. and his coaching staff. So I'm, I'm happy we won just so I have, like, space. Like, if you get three turnovers and no penalties the whole game pretty much, you should always win if you're a good head coach. And you don't turn the ball over. So I'm happy we won for that. I would have actually been scared for this coaching staff if we lost this game with how well it went. Oh, God. Imagine this show. That's a, this is a good call. This is a very good call. I'm happy we won. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the game, and what are your guys' thoughts on the future of this defense? So what, what do you guys think we should build around? And uh, that's all I got, man. I'm out. Well, all right. I, I wanted to talk just real quick about the defensive line and why I'm excited about it. And not excited. It, I don't know if that's the right word. Optimistic about the direction the defense is going to go. I don't think Phil Snow has been a bad defensive coordinator. And the idea, I see people talk about he doesn't know defense and this and that. I think, first, the sample set's too small, some different things like that. And I don't think we've just been calling poor defenses. I just think that some of it's just been you know, bad execution, penalties, some different things. But I will like to point out this is that we're do- we're doing this with a defense that all the people are like Trey Boston's the senior on this defense. Yeah. Right? And we had zero free agent acquisition. This is kind of a homegrown defense out of a draft that had seven defensive players. The idea that it should be better than this is actually kind of odd to me. And, yeah, it's unrealistic. Right. And, and yes, we do want Brian Burns to be the next Von Miller. I do want that. I want Derek Brown to be the next. I don't, it's not, it's not Aaron Donald. That's not the right person. Well, that's your to, the, yes. Yes. I want all of that. Mm-hmm. But to ask for that to happen by week three, I think this is that I like the way it's going. I think that we add another good draft pick, particularly in the secondary. I'd like to see like somebody like a CUDA type player who, by the way, got his first interception today. I mean, maybe that's unrealistic, but somebody that is kind of a top rate secondary player. And then you add one good one or two, one good piece through free agency. And then you're young and you already got a guy who's got experience, then I, then I see it. Then I see it happening. But I do think it's weird to think that we should be much better than we are right now. Yeah. That's why yeah. I think that we need to, you know, again, we've we've talked about what, what, what Rule does, and that's rebuild, right? That's what his goal is, is to rebuild teams. And that's what he's done in college. And so I, I think the reason my point for asking, do we think we're getting better, is I think we are getting better as a team. Every week I've seen improvements. And so if you think about what the the pattern for Matt Rule is as a coach, it's he builds this this entire organization up. And over three years he did it in college. I think that he's going to have a little bit quicker success in the NFL and building up because you're going to be dealing with the best of the best. Um, but that's on both sides. You're having to deal with the best of the best you're going against as well. So I think that there is still going to be some 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 pushback, but I think that we should be encouraged by what we're seeing. Um, as 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 tough as it is, because 
I do believe, Cody, we're going to screw ourselves out of a out of a great quarterback next year in the draft. I do believe that. Yeah, probably. And, and but maybe that I gets hate- us a great offensive lineman. That's and maybe and maybe like, you I get Justin I'm- Fields. Yeah, you but, well, even even outside of that, let's say that this continues to progress and Teddy Bridgewater continues to get better and they start to actually have some, you know, uh, some some I guess better timing with our wide receivers and and maybe that 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 uh that what do they call it? chemistry um between wide receiver and quarterback will continue to grow and grow and grow and hopefully Teddy Bridgewater will not just be the bridge, but that's especially if we're going to get screwed out of a great quarterback in the draft or the possibility of a great quarterback in the, in the draft. What if we oh, get like, a quarterback um, through another means? And I see, got what if, what about you know uh, what if the Jets get Trevor Lawrence? Would you want to do Sam Darnold? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everybody tells me all y'all. I mean, I don't know what people are saying. I don't know. I don't have a good well, opinion every time on it. A, every time a player gets away from Adam Gase, they have like a career rejuvenation. Like it's Ryan, it's a Ryan Tannehill, yeah. <laughs> dude. A lot of people, man. Like I mean, I don't know the names off the top of my head, uh, but it, Robbie there's, Anderson. There's like a trend that as yeah, as people <laughs> leave Adam Gase, uh, players tend to blossom and Tannehill and realize their 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 talent. Um, my my thing is this: to talk about bringing in another quarterback. Um, not from the draft, but like a free agent. My thing is one, who, and number two, why would we do that when we already did that? Like yeah. that's exactly what we did with Teddy Bridgewater, and then we're gonna go and bring in someone else. But that's making the decision to move on from Cam and stay with Teddy even worse. By the way, kudos. I think that's the longest we've gone. Uh, with not mentioning Cam, and, like, and the, this and has the, not and, been and the Cam also. podcast so far. And yeah, yeah, right. Uh, uh, Even though he played an incredible second half of the game today. By, oh, the, way. And by the way, Cam Newton also produced uh, one of the greatest memes of all time today. Tony, if you look uh, in our message box, dude, it is golden, bro. And I miss him so bad. Um, but I wanted to pinpoint some. Um, we had some good comments in the chat too. Uh, Tree Fidget said, I came into this game with Phil Snow as my weakest link, but against a rookie quarterback, he actually did his job and called a decent defense today, the type of defense I expected since week one. Um, and I, I think that's a that's a good comment. You know, uh, you have to give credit where credit's due. Our defense did step up today. Uh, there were times when the middle of the field was still kind of open for us, but that's going to continue to be a problem with our linebacking core being the way it is. Um, but I think all things considered, man, our defense did well. I continued to be impressed by Jeremy Chin. Jeremy Chin is an absolute animal. And if you if you know when you're losing, you kind of don't notice because well we're losing. But man, when you take some time to watch our defense and actually watch some film, dude, Jeremy Chin is all over the field. We have a young, talented defense. And it's going to take a little while for it to start to gel, of course. But we have talent on this football team on our defense. And the uh, only thing I have a problem with with Phil Snow, by the way, while you and I'll let you finish that after this, yeah. is how often he runs a three-man rush. Like the amount of times he just runs three, three, like a, just literally that's it. That's the only he has three people rushing, and it never has worked. It has not worked yet. It, the only time we've gotten pressure is when we have uh, the that that fourth man rushing or more, 
And so, which I, I don't I think asked, we saw it a lot. To, uh, we, I, I didn't, I don't even remember seeing game, it did. once today. Okay. We saw, okay. we, yeah, we saw it. And, and actually, Joe Person actually made a tweet about it, and I responded to him, and I said, "Is the three-man rush more indicative of his lack of confidence in our secondary, so he needs to drop back an extra person right, in coverage, right. or is it his overconfidence in his pass rush?" And it's not overconfidence in your pass rush. It cannot be that. Yeah. We also yeah, had, had uh, Brad, uh, Brad Holt in the chat said we need to blitz more, uh, which I also agree. If you're going to rush three. and by, So that was actually a way that we were able to get pressure on Justin Herbert. We sent uh, Dante Jackson on some blitzes. We sent Justin um, Burris. Uh, Burris. Which, yeah, by on, the way, we blew the- up their trick play. And how they got the ball back, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Either. That was crazy. Um, oh, oh, I have to say this while I, while I remember it. How about Curtis Samuel low-key kind of having a game today? Oh, God. Like, I dude. wanted to say, he's like, oh, he's the greatest receiver of all time today. That's all I kept thinking. As you, dude, as dude, I, he anytime, ball I'm almost like uh, rooting against him now. Like you guys are yeah, rooting against the Panthers. <laughs> dude, but uh, if you notice, we had him uh, lined up as a running back. Yeah. On, on on a few places. Weird, but, again, again, yeah. So uh, another thing that, that we're not able to do that we did today is this was painfully obvious that Teddy was going to hand the ball off. Um, we have the inability to do the RPO now, that run pass option. Oh my god! Um, Except for we did it one time today. We all yeah, right. You're you're time. no. You are right. We have the it, it, it's not, but because we can't. No one believed it, even myself, when it happened yeah. today. Like Linville Joseph, who swallowed up the whole defense—I mean, the whole offense—was looking around like, "What the hell?" And then Teddy slid. <laughs> then he slid. I was like, "Oh my god, that even faked me out." It, it, yeah, I thought for sure Mike Davis had that right there. I was, I was like, "A hundred percent that he had it." And then when Teddy was running quick, I'm like. He is really faking this. Like, he is really selling this right now. Like, doesn't he know Mike Davis is down? Like, that still was, even when he slid, I was still in denial that he had the ball. I know. Even when I saw it in his hands, I couldn't believe it. It was like a magic um, trick. Again, and today, man, if you look at all the quarterbacks coming through the draft in the most recent years and the quarterbacks to come, they're all mobile. It doesn't matter if they're little guys or big guys. Like they can run. Look at Justin Herbert. Like that dude can move. Which they did like, not do that at all today. And I would say I this is I, th- yeah. I think that um you guys should give not you guys, whoever you guys are, theoretical world should give Cody a lot of props on his Justin Herbert analysis. Thank going you, in, going into today, as I saw a lot of the things you talked about. And I'm not ready to say that he's going to be the best thing ever. And, you know, with this and that, yeah. I wanted Tua. And I can't wait to see Tua play eventually, right? But um, that one play where he was rolling, he was running full speed and threw it on the run. Full speed. He was, even his duck, ball, the balls that were like ducks, that weren't even, he wasn't even getting, like, great spin on him. I was like, God, laser, laser. Dude's arm is sick, bro. Is He's got this, and he does, the guy said, he reminds, like, the comparison is Cam. That is the comparison. 
And the reason I say that is, is that his arm's so strong, the hardest thing for him to do is throw it to a guy that's five feet away from him. But and you know what but you know what though, man, he even does that well. Like I felt like he was taking care of the football pretty well at the end of the game. Um, but a, yeah, he, you he, see, a, he was good. He was good. Yeah, and you see all the traits of him that frankly we're missing right now. The ability to push the ball downfield into really tight windows in the back of the end zone. I mean, he's I mean he has all the tools that you want from a franchise quarterback and yeah i do like the cam comparison too because if you're a safety or a linebacker dude you have to make some business decisions if he's running at your no ass man. and yeah that dude, that dude is six foot six 240 pounds like that's a big ass dude running at you man oh so dang breeze just fumbled it Fumble. Come on, yeah. say it's a fumble. Please no, say no. it's a fumble. It was, but it was a fumble, but it was, uh, it was recovered. It was a right. fourth down now, though. Next call. Yeah, Cover it. What's up, C3? Yeah, it's Nova Black, man. And Nova Black. finally got a win, but really, really. Let's really oh. talking up out there. I don't think this is nothing to be proud of. I'm definitely not proud of this win. But a win is a win in the National Football League. I'm going to keep pounding. But the whole... Jerry being out on Jerry Bridgewater, you know, it's Jerry. They ain't had no preseason and none of that other stuff like the mini camp saying woo-de-woo. All the excuses are being made for him. But, damn it, Justin Herbert is a first-year rookie, and he looked way better than Bridgewater today. So, <laughs> excuse my language. Anyways, um, defense uh, looks like it's getting better. But it's still a lot of rookie calls being made by the coaching staff, from my personal opinion. Um, yeah. Sometimes they were playing the 30 front when they should have been playing the 40 front. Sometimes they playing the 40 front when they should have been playing uh, the 30 front. Sometimes, you know, um, they were playing nickel when I felt like they should have been playing uh, dime or, or, or dollar or quarter, one of those. But, um I guess they got Shaq Thompson playing nickel and stuff like that and all that other crazy stuff they're doing. But still, I think the play calling is going to be picked up and can get better on defense, man. They need to bring some of them linebackers closer to the line of scrimmage. You know they're going to run. It don't make sense to have them all the way back. Ugh. Anyway, guys, keep pounding. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys see the same stuff that I've seen. Maybe you guys keep it moving. I'll see you on the next game. Next uh, pregame show Tuesday. Hope Black can tune in. I'm out. Nova, Nova Black, Black, man. It's so good to hear Nova in the cat calls, man. That does my heart well. Yeah, listen. I mean, we're just kind of choosing just to enjoy the W, man. I think we're all kind of in the grants on the defensive side of the football and the offensive mm-hmm. side of the football. We saw a lot of, uh, of, of play calling that just didn't it, it, it didn't line up. And again, to kind of bring it back to the fronts and even what CK was saying earlier about sending uh, these um, three-man rushes um, and, and dropping everyone else back in the coverage, I said it last time, I kind of think it's out of necessity more than anything else. Um, they're okay with um, – basically, they want to be a good red zone defense. So they don't mind if you shred them between the 20 and the 20. And they don't even mind giving up some big plays. 
uh, but they want to keep you out of the end zone. And I think that's a good idea for them uh, because we're, we're really not built to do much of anything else that way. So, um, again, I don't necessarily think, well, oh, Coach Rule just loves to rush three because that's how you sack the quarterback and get pressures. I don't think that's it. I do just think that it's kind of out of necessity. Um, and I, I also uh, I feel like you made another point in that our defense is young, and we have a lot of young guys that are still learning football on the fly. And that's why it's important to have a year like this year where you're building because you're going to be able to build off of it in the coming years with our players like Derek Brown and Jeremy Chen. Uh, I mean, you're, you're building towards something. And you have to have the bonehead mistakes that, that you know, show up on film. Like, what the hell is he doing on this play? But then you have to have the other ones where, uh, you know, they're going to uh, uh, make a stop when you're not expecting them to because they're able to use their talent and, and fly around, fly to the football. And that builds up over time. So um, we might not hopefully get, get some better calls. We might, um, we might not get Trevor Lawrence. Right. I mean, just say this, but is right. that not getting Trevor Lawrence is not the only way this team can get qu- better quick, like in a hurry. Right. And so sure. is that when you think about the youth and the talent on that defense, what we really need is this. And sadly, it's going to be tough to add this through the draft is the top level left tackle. In fact, Cody, you know what? You should probably just start looking at that as what the Panthers need through the draft. Left tackle from Oregon. He's a monster. We're going to need that. And then the other is, but if you added Jamal Adams to this team through the draft, right? Yeah. Is that all of a sudden they're a lot better quickly, right? Maybe like big time better. Well, I think think – you look at the history of the Panthers. We've always been a defensive type of a uh, of a team, right? Our defense has always been what what is is good. And what do you remember from those all those years of us being good? We have always had a great middle linebacker. Always, Dan Morgan. Then you have uh, you know obviously Luke Kuechly. I mean, and I mean the list goes on and on. John Beeson. John Beeson. John Beeson. Yeah, John I mean, Beeson was the best. People forget this is John Beeson was better than Thomas Davis. Let's let's look at the anchor to the, the irony defense, that he was right? ruined by inter- injuries and Thomas Davis wasn't is crazy. Yeah. And by the way, uh, CK, I love you, brother. But that is the second time I've heard you say Luke Kukli. Kukli. Kukli, bro. Kukli. 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 No, 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 no. No. Is it Keekly? Keekly? Yes. Luke like K E E K. Is this really a conversation? I don't even hear the difference that you're saying. Like, I feel like you like, said I hear Keekly him say and he's Keek, like Keek. 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 Yes. Keekly. What's no, the you in there? No, you're saying you. You don't pronounce the you. Chat, back me up on this. <laughs> Come on, man. Luke Keekly. There's no you there. Okay. All right, uh, let's go to the next call. <laughs> Y'all are silly. <laughs> I just spilled so beer all over me, by the way. In a game where I thought we were going to get fucking smoked, we actually, we actually won. Defense looked pretty fucking good out there. Uh, Jamie hey. Chin also is a damn monster. 
and should be teaching the rest of the team how to tackle. This is what that Cody's is favorite. Probably, it was Cody's favorite draft pick, by the way. My defense today was just no. how many times who we were just missing tackles, and they were breaking through little weak arm tackles. That was Mid-to-tap, ugly. Chat, bro. Other than that, man, we got pressure on the quarterback. We got picked. Uh, Troy Pride is. I, I think he's still struggling. Literally on the second to last play, I saw him line up with Keenan Allen. And I, I was like, that's hey, not fair. King, I was going to burn this man and score a touchdown. And he fell down. He did fall down. Right. King Allen's in the end zone and Troy Pods eating fucking grass on the ground. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, but overall, defense looked pretty good. That's exciting to watch. It's exciting to see our defense might start actually clicking together now. And then the big boys moving up front. Um, offensive line for everyone we had out. That offensive line looked pretty good, if not as good or better than uh, the regular starting line. I mean, O-line has not been our problem this year for the first time in forever. Which is but, strange, uh, isn't it? Just the, the, the third and long, third and eight, even third and four, man, we're just throwing two-yard passes. Ooh, this goes back to right CK's comment right away. That is it's really fucking annoying. To and watch. I almost wonder if it's um, play call or if it's Teddy uh, yeah, not I, having I'm, I'm a big dick mentality. Teddy's arm because on those little short passes, he's got a little zip behind it. But third and eight, man, we throw a four-yard curl around the middle of the fucking field. That is, goddamn, I don't know how many times I saw that today. That was really fucking annoying. But um, hey, our team got their first win. And I really thought we were going to get our asses handed to us. So it's good to see the defense step up. Anyway, yeah. you guys, I'm going to try to catch the live stream. And as always, keep pounding. Um, all right. So what's awesome about this is, first, is I love how the calls coincide with so much of the uh, the discussion, right? Is that a lot of discussion, and and if you think about it too, in the history of our discussion in this podcast, we cover this team every day, all day, and we talk about it relentlessly. Um, you know, you've had a, you've heard a lot of things in that call that had to do with things that Cody's talked about when it comes to Teddy Bridgewater's ability to push the ball, arm strength, and sometimes I think it's not even arm strength, but the BD mentality a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm so happy is, you said that because I was that, about to say it's, it's almost a Teddy's conservativeness own. to him, like his yeah. scaredness. To, you know, it's just like, hey, I just take the the pass that I'm going to complete rather than the pass I need to make. But then what CK was talking about earlier, too, really comes in this call here about the third down play calling. And then I got to wonder this. We're going to have to look at the coaches, all 22. Is it the actual play calling or is it Teddy not taking the shots what he needs? That he has. What, yeah, the one, you know, he's taking the underneath route rather than the real. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And then as that's happening, I look over and I'm watching Sunday Night Football and I see Aaron Rodgers throw this bomb on the Dude. run and then come and dab. He, then he walks up to his own player afterward and wipes the sweat off his head afterwards because he made such a beautiful catch. Crazy. A lot of things come together in that call. I'm going to pass the mic to you guys. I um, 
Let's talk about you know, Teddy uh, taking the real. Is he play? Is he play? Is he is he playing conservative? I think so, man. It, listen, it's not, as you said and alluded to. I don't think it's his arm. I mean, it listen, partially I is. Has, it definitely is partially. He does not he have has, a cannon. He does not he have. He, he can does throw not. the ball downfield far. But and it's a lot the of looping. It's the big tower. looping. Put air under it type. Well, yeah, a lot which of is not bad all the time. But a lot of people confuse throwing a football with a far with arm talent, right? And that's not that's not what that is. It's ability to zip a ball into a very tight window where only your receiver can make a play on the football. Um, that is something we have not seen from Teddy. But if we have receivers open downfield, there's no reason why Teddy shouldn't be throwing it. it I mean, it's not like a. We're talking about Drew Brees' shot little noodle arm here. You know, we're talking about... Well, maybe uh, we are. Maybe it's no, the same I, thing. I don't think that it's shot. I just think that Teddy BD has a SD mentality, man. Wow. That's crazy. I, think, yeah, I don't I understand. It's kind of like when you meet a hot chick and they have poor self-esteem. Or they stink real bad. No, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say this. Is that like, how can you have a poor self-esteem? Like, I'm ugly and I got good self-esteem. How do you have... <laughs> so, anyway, um, the other... What was the other part of the call? Play calling, Teddy, anything else we missed? I don't think so. Good call. Good call. All right. Uh, keep going here. What's going on, C3 Nations? Boy, Jay Anderson. What up, Jay? I just want to give a, you know, I just want to give a shout out to three names: Marquise Hayes for breaking the, for breaking <laughs> the drought of the sack streak, the sack drought. I mean, shout out to Brian Burns and shout out to Jeremy Chin. That's wow. all I need to say. Wow, three three I'm defensive a, players. Hey, by the way, just out of curiosity, how has uh, how has Isaiah Simmons been playing? Outside Ooh. of that first game where he got burnt a few times, um, I don't think I think that this is. I think Jeremy Chin turns out to be the better pick. That's what and I'm the reason I'm saying that is is that all of this mess about like if you're gonna hold the running back thing about what they're worth and what they're not worth, maybe it's better to get the guy who can do. It's almost like is is Levante David in the third better than? Luke Keekley in the first. No, can I just say something real quick? I'm not watching the Cardinals very intently. Other they than lost just what to I the fucking Lions today to remind me that I know nothing about football. What, what I'm saying is this. Say what you want. I believe if Isaiah Simmons was on the Panthers, he would continue to have a really good impact on this team, seeing how we're using Jeremy pick him at seven. My 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 thing is though my thing is is that uh, I don't know how the, how their defense is playing Isaiah Simmons I don't know where they're lining him up I don't know when they're taking him on and off the bench There's mm -hmm. a lot of things I don't That's know. That's your homework, bro. <laughs> yeah, that, I guess we got to figure it out for next week anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, really, that that really is homework. We're playing the Cardinals next. Uh, uh, we're uh, so we're gonna be seeing him. It'll and be I got the game pass, bro. I'll I'll shoot you the login. All right, cool. All right, um, uh, 
any other points there? Oh, Brian Burns, we need him to be – look, we picked him at 16. He's he's You know what? He's gotten to the quarterback. Today he made a big difference in the game. Absolutely. Giant difference in today's game is that even if he's not necessarily getting home and this year and getting sacks at this point today, he made two – two plays that actually arguably without those those are the two plays that won us the game right we were talking about this earlier is that did the panthers win did the chargers lose did this and that and the turnovers those are more costly those are just as costly as the dante jackson interception in many ways except for dante did take it almost all the way to the house did we even score on the dante jackson Interception, yeah. or did we get? I mean, I mean, we did score. Did we get more than three out of it? No, that's a good question. Not a good question, so. but someone can answer in the chat. But Brian Burns, um, regardless of whether or not he's been complete and setting that and this and that today, two giant plays and uh, chin check, chin check, right? Each week, that's ah, our second. I love it. Our our defensive segment of the week is going to be chin check. That's what I think it should be. All right, next call, 252-228-1598. I like that. Hey, guys, it's Joey's Button Panther. What's up, Joey? Hallelujah, praise the Lord, unless you want Trevor Lawrence, which I do. But I'm not mad at the fact that we won because it may be our only win of the season. <laughs> but if we keep improving... That's may the not story. Be our only win of the season, and we may not need Trevor Lawrence. A phone so, call. Wow. Yeah, guys, that that was the most complete game I remember. The pan that no, not that I remember that the Panthers played this season. Their offense was productive. Our defense was productive. Joey Sly didn't miss a kick, although the extra point was blocked. But I, I don't know if that was his fault. Because I, I just know that it was blocked. Obviously, I didn't see how it was blocked. I just know that it was blocked from listening on the radio. He is blind, folks, for people but that don't know Joey the Blind Panther. That That's why he's saying he can't see it. There's no way we're going to win this. Or not the one. There are many more. This is a game that I thought, shit, there's no way we're going to win this. Their defense is good. Their offense is good. You know... I, I thought we were going to be 0-3, but obviously we're not. And I'm happy, of course, as a fan. I would never say that I'm not happy, but, you know, Here, come, let's not give it to be us. a 5-11 team. Come let's, on. You know, let's play similar to this. You won't deny If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. I'm not excited. I'm not mad that we won at all far from it anyone who is is not a fan anyway guys and no you're not a fan if you don't you know you don't want to win games more than you want minimal tell him joey it, but you can't be like mad when we win a game anyway guys wow wow thank there you wow, thank wow. you you know oh, what? You know what? You know what? I have even noticed the subtlety in this growl because it has that little kind of <laughs> sound at, at the start, wow, wow. like it's like it's gargling something. It, it, it sounds very legit. That's could have fooled me in thinking it was gargling, gargling something. 
Well, oh. dude, you know it. Um, There's like that rumble in the base of a growl when you hear a big cat about to roar. It's like that gr- low grumbling sound, and uh, Joey hits that pretty well. So, All right. Uh, one thing, I've got a big suggestion to OBS Streamlabs, and it is adding videos to your next scene. You cannot see the video until you actually transition to it. Um, I do need to put this up. I want to. I just saw this. Is that some the Panthers? Oh, and of course, again, I can't edit the soundboard until then. Let's see. You guys talk for a second. I'm gonna try to get us this. I want to see what Matt Rule says in his post post game thing. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, any thoughts on uh, Joey's? Uh, I think it's a good call by Joey Blind Panther. And remind people. It is, um, he could, when he says he couldn't see, he means he couldn't see. Right. Um, all right. So let's see this. Is that, I just saw this. Could you guys hear that audio, by the way? Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's see. I have, I have not listened to this. I don't know. This is Matt Rule after the game. Uh, and I guess he's giving out a game ball. Let's see what let's see what he says. I personally really appreciate the guys who stepped up in that game. Guys, you know, guys were down. Greg Little, Trent Scott, you guys, Mike Davis, you guys just all came in. Reggie, I mean, I just can't appreciate you guys enough for that. So let's understand that we won this game during the week. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys' work during the week. Yes, now, we're going to have a new little tradition when we win, if that's all right with you guys. Uh-huh. Where, where, where's Coach Foley at? Uh, yeah, yeah, Foley. Where's Coach Foley at? I got a little song. Uh-huh. It goes something like this. Sweet Caroline, Game, but your very first win. This game ball goes to you. All right, I gotta say, I'm 100% disappointed by that. Yeah, 100%. That was awful. <laughs> and why I say that is the Sweet Caroline so played out, eh? Um, and a lot of people who are, you say that that should be the Boston thing. It is the the song that every bar plays at the end, that every white bar, like if you go into the <laughs> whitest bar in the world where there are no black people in it, at last call, they play Sweet Caroline. And then yeah. to see a group of black people singing Sweet Caroline at the end of that, huh, I got to say, I was hoping for more. I'm in a hunt. Listen, if we're going to take shit for this and I don't care, I'm in 100% agreement. Sweet Caroline needs to go, bro. And you know what? I know the song they need to replace it with. Pete Pablo, man. North Carolina. Uh, yeah. Take your shirt off. Big Slim says. Can you imagine the stadium if we were getting ready to play that every dude in the entire stadium bro, just take their shirt off and just the most lit thing ever uh. bro <laughs> bro we need to make a make a petition to change sweet caroline with some pd pablo bro. i think it's uh, now. B- 
first of all, Big Slim says, I think it was dope. He said, fire, fire, fire. And um, which I do think is this is also funny is that three white dudes saying it's too white. <laughs> hey, 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 but we're not wrong though. <laughs> um, you know, game ball. I, I like to hear. I, you know, and I, I think I've spoke misspoke on this podcast because I had assumed because to hear Whitehead was. <laughs> no, the, has a good comment by the way. Closing time. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we didn't go to a white bar to play semi at closing time when it's closing time. They do play that yeah. at last call. Oh no, actually that's a good point. You're right. You're yeah. right. Is that it is. Is that I don't like Sweet Caroline personally. Like it's just I'm just not either. it's just not my thing. But I get all right. So Horn I think ball. big big, big slim is saying this. We ain't heard that mug in a long time though. So let's yeah. So yeah. um the other thing is though to have the guy he's from Philly, this coach. And now they're instituting. It's like we're gonna eat barbecue after each game and sing "Sweet Crack." <laughs> uh, Is that what he was doing? Is eating barbecue? <laughs> no, I don't know. They should because oh, okay. they brought this old guy in to sing it too, which was awesome. But the the players loved it. The players liked it. They were happy in the in the video. Um, no, but that's that's really what I'm on now. We gotta change the song. To P.D. Pablo, man. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to let this They're going to start off spinning like a helicopter. <laughs> Bro, that's that shit. And look, you know you're going to have men and women, especially once we're, you know, finally a good team in the playoffs. You know, I'm just saying, some of the ladies might feel so enticed to do so when they hear the song. Oh Lord! Um, all right, so game. Uh, oh, I did. No. All right, this is what the one thing I do want to say before we get to the next call is that I may have miss. I I have misspoken in the last couple of podcasts. Is I assume because Tear to hear Whitehead was a captain that Shaq wasn't, and he was wearing a C today, and I did not know that until today. So. Um, Shaq was the one passing out that ball, gave that uh, game ball to Matt Rule today. That was a big deal. And from what it sounds like, Greg Little went down, maybe, uh, from that comment. It was not like he was benched. He would not, if he was benched. No, no, he wasn't talking about that. He was talking about how he stepped up. Like oh. he was, that's what his comment was, is like him and everybody else, they stepped up over throughout the week. It wasn't saying like, because you went down, or anything like that. He was putting okay. them in the same category as Mike Davis and everything. Um, what's the name of that song? Um, all right, let's go to the next call. What's the name of the Pete Pablo song, by the way? I should know I'm because it's to, like my. I'm about to look it up. I should know too, man. Tanner from Elkin. I was out of town this weekend. Couldn't even find a stream to pirate of the Panthers and Chargers game because I guess there was that little interest in it. <laughs> but looking at the highlights, just got to celebrate my man, Joey Sly, coming mm. in, MVP of the game. We got They should have gave him the game ball. Far, but I think that he is the future of kicking at the Panthers. <laughs> the future of Thank kicking. You. He's You know what? If he's not the future of kicking, he's the future of tackling. Yeah. Him and uh, J.J. Redundant. Special team players of the week. What's going on, C2 Nation? It's Jay Anderson again. I 
I don't want to. I'm pausing. Who was the guy that did the last call uh, before? I think it was Tanner. Tanner. Maybe. I think so. Hold Bro. on. Real quick. So this is Tanner from Elton. Yep, I was right. I was about- yeah. Tanner from Elton, follow me on Twitter, bro, at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Just DM me, man. I'm going to hook you up with the stream, dog. You already he know is, what it is. He's the – and I want to know this, is I messaged you about the Red Zone stream. And yeah. I, you were, I don't know if you were up yet. I don't know. Like, I was trying – I was like, where? And I was trying to find it. I was on Reddit looking for it, and I was finding all these bunk-ass shits. And then you find it right away. You're like the whisperer of underground streams. I got this shit, bro. I got you. Don't worry about where I get them from. Just know I that know. I got Look, that's you. That's why I feel like, but I feel lazy. I like, I will just ask you for it. But I tried today to find it on my own. Was not working. Can I blow? Can By I? By the way, the name. Real quick, plug whatever you want, but real quick, the name of that Pity Pablo song is "Raise Up," not "Rise Up." Raise up. All right. So Joey the Blind Panther, let me uh, let me blow your mind. Bank of America Stadium isn't the name of that bank's that that stadium at first. So they have actually changed the name of the stadium already. It used Erickson. to be Erickson Stadium. Yeah, yeah. So, Back when Erickson yeah, he, was actually a phone company. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, hold on. All right, you can go back to Jay. All right, I'm going back to Jay. Going back to Jay. Cody Lack, C-L-A-C, L-A-C, John. What's going on, C2 yeah. Nation? It's Jay Anderson again. I I don't want to throw a, you know, throw a negative wrench on this win or nothing like that. But my only beef is with Joe Brady. And the reason why I say this is because the expectation of Joe Brady. And I watched LSU, you know, I watched LSU last year, you know, and Cody can contest to this. You know, LSU had this flying. I thought this offense would have been a hot. I, I would like to talk about I feel this. like we should have been a hot, flying, young offensive team just throwing the ball, you know, and coming out, you know, the running game and just throwing. I mean, we got the weapons. We got Robbie. We got DJ. We got Curtis and stuff like that. I feel like those boys should have been flying, flying down the field, I mean, connecting, Whatever, but um, I mean to have like, you know, two hundred and twenty-one passing yards, a total of three hundred and two yards. Yeah, we got the win, but I feel like we should have been. I feel like this offense should have been like a high-flying, you know, offense. Especially with the first game, we should have been like a high-flying offense, like just going crazy. Cause you know, it's a new, it's a new system, and nobody expect us. You know, nobody, you know, didn't know what was coming from us. So I felt like we should have been just high-flying, a high-flying offensive team. And I would hope to see that. They're probably just saving it for later season. But I feel like we should have been doing that out the gate. That's my only thing. But great win. I mean, great win, especially for the defense for stepping up. Now I'll let your boys know. Um, I got a question. Is uh-huh. anybody watching the football game right now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, is Green Bay's punter a girl, dude? I'm. I, I was getting ready to say, is Green Bay's punter like twelve? <laughs> I think it looked like a girl. <laughs> it's like man, uh, it's now, now I need to. Now uh, I need to see. Uh, There's um, no way. But I, I would like no to. Way. 
I would I think Tree Fitty hit the the nail on the head with this. I know it's easy to kind of look at this offense and say we're kind of disappointed, but Joe Brady doesn't have a tight end. You know, as much as we want to agree, you know, believe that he does, he does not have a tight end. Ian Thomas has not been uh anything to 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 write home about. Chris Manhurts has been what he always is, which is a blocking tight end, which did not do very well today, by the way, sacking his own quarterback. Oh, um, yeah. You know, there's 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 definitely moving parts, but I think it all boils down to not having either confidence in your quarterback or a quarterback that's able to run that type of offense. Another thing to remember, too, is that, uh, you know, we've been talking about Tate Bridgewater. He has a real trepidation pushing the football down the field. Uh, listen, Joe Burrow doesn't have the greatest arm either, but one thing that he didn't mind doing was throwing the football down the field, and he had receivers that were making separation everywhere. So, again, you can't take a, an LSU offense who's playing, one, other colleges, so they're playing other college players, and number two, it's LSU. They have five stars everywhere. They're all, almost their entire and they had Joe Burrow. Much- Let's give Joe Burrow credit, who's been amazing. Yeah, but also and it was also the talent around him too. Their offensive line won the Ben Narek Award. Like that was a good football team. So yeah. what you're looking? I tried at, to tell you like, they were awesome, bro. When you, what you're looking at when you look at LSU's film from 2019 is what you hope the Panthers are going to be in the next one or two years after Once they continue to. And a quarterback. More, most importantly, and a quarterback. Yeah, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that's. I think the the benefit Joe Brady came into is he had a team that was already built. All he needed to do was create an offense that was going to run uh, efficiently and explosively, if you will, in that uh, in that organization. And he came in and he did just that. You can't do that right now with an organization that is coming out of uh, uh, a complete rebuild. Like as much as you want to, as much as you want to believe it's not the case. This is a rebuild, guys. For sure. Dude, this would be so much. Like, I still think, dude. I think bro, that's way better. A lot of people say the old people wouldn't like that. I think the old people would get into that. 100%. Yeah, everyone's dancing, bro. Everyone's yeah. dancing when you play that shit, bro. Dude, let's, and yeah. and it's almost like a subtle jab to the Falcons because they have uh, rise up as their name. Yeah, raise up. Do raise up, <laughs> and it's even fucking cooler, bro. Dude, we need to make this a thing. This needs to happen. Dude. Problem is, it says North Carolina and not Carolina. Who am I, Petey Pub motherfucker? First foot down for North Carolina. Guess what? Who am I, Cam Newton? You better pause that video. I know. You know. You know what they're gonna do? You know what we need to do? The Panthers need to reach out to him to make that song but have it about the Carolinas instead of yeah, North Carolina. Yeah, make them say, let's go, Carolina. Yeah. Bro, that's, that's what yeah. it needs to be, bro. Yeah, Bro, tell 100%. me that wouldn't be the shit. Yeah, we've After been trying we to win. say it. I've been not on the Sweet Carolina for a minute, particularly when Boston's been playing it for like 40 fucking years or whatever. They've been, it's been a long Ooh. time. You know, the Reds, the Red Sox play it every time. The Red Sox yeah, play it after a win. Like I feel like you can't have a team that's younger. Isn't, isn't he from Boston or that area or some shit? I don't know. 
Like, who, who sings the song? Hold on. Um, I don't know. You guys look that up. I'm going to play the next call, all right? All right. Let me see. This call is low, so let me turn it up a little bit. Restart this sucker. Hey, it's Tyler from Spruce Pine. Um, I'm watching the post-game show right now, and you guys are talking a lot about Marty Herney, but I just wanted to bring something up that I don't hear talked about uh, very often, and that's the fact that Marty Herney, I'll put it this way, how many times uh, do you see somebody that's a general manager of a store, right? That general manager almost runs the store into bankruptcy. Um, yeah. That general manager then has to get fired, and then we bring in a penny pitcher to fix his mistakes, finally get over the salary cap where the store finally starts to profit again. Um, they fire the penny pitcher and then hire that guy that got fired in the first place to run things again. Um, mm-hmm. How many times does that happen in the real business world? Um, Marty Herney should have never been brought back. He's incompetent as a general manager. Uh, I, I think he shouldn't have made day, it past the last year. Okay. I never thought he was the, the master talent evaluator that um, he's sometimes said to be. I definitely don't think he can structure contracts. Uh, we've always been in salary cap hell um, so ever since he has been general manager, but um, that's, that's besides the point. But how many times do you hear that happen? I just don't hear that brought up enough that he should have never been hired back in the first place. And probably the first person that Tepper should have fired whenever he got hired on, or not got hired on, when he bought the team, uh, is to fire Marty Herney because that is an absolutely ridiculous hire. Uh, that Jerry Richardson made whenever he, I think, already had one foot out the door. Uh, let's take care of Marty uh, before I leave. So It's the call of the night. You, man. It's really the call of the night is this, is that I can understand um, Jerry Richardson bringing his boy back, right? Like, I mean, you can, you're not going to say it's the right thing to do, but you can understand why it was you hire a guy at the last two, I mean, you fire a guy at the 11th hour. We fired the guy the day training camp started, Dave Gettleman, right? And then, so, I mean, I can understand like, hey, we got to bring in a guy that's been a GM that can do this real quick for a little while. But the call of the night is this, is that, um, you know, it's even one thing to say the fact that Marty Herney wasn't that we didn't put in a new plan in place with rule. It should have been a full plan together. You bring in the GM and the coach together and you say, this is y'all you sink or swim together. We don't fire the GM or fire the coach. You either both make it work or you're both the fuck out of here. And that's why it makes me so mad, dude. We've already started to redo entirely the way this football team looks. 
Why are you clinging on to, to yesteryear? What does Marty Herney do for this football team other than put us in salary cap hell and cut players with potential uh, on, that we could be using right now? I still maintain that we could be using Jordan Scarlett, that he should have gotten the chance to at least prove something. Um, uh, another thing is... Why draft him, right? Here. Why fucking draft these guys, period? 100%. And let me, let me pose this to you. If we fire Marty Herney tomorrow, how many other teams are even giving him a phone call? Nobody gave him a phone call when he got fired the first time. It, it, dude, it's it's like it's one thing when I was being like dying on the hill of Ron Rivera being fired because it's so evident when the when the team isn't well coached. But whenever you're talking about a GM, all of those things aren't so readily apparent. Every single game, game in and game out. But dude, it's more of a problem than, than it ever has been. And especially it's if also one thing too when you're talking about a regime, the old regime, and you're like, Well, he worked kind of in this pinch. But you are doing the rebuild. You brought in a guy, you gave him an eight year contract rule, you redid everything. The idea that Marty Herney, it was already surprising enough. We thought it was just a matter of time. We just thought it was like, all right, let's get through the draft. We have a new coaching staff. We're going to put this. We don't. We didn't do the time. We didn't get the timing right. But what did I tell you? I told you guys we should have done this. We should have been installing this a year earlier. You should have let the general manager hire the fucking new coach, and it's his guy. That he brings in, right? But no, Tepper brings meatball eating Marty Herney, and they go to Matt Rule's. Basically, they should have just. I don't understand. Is like unless Matt Rule is going to be the GM. Is that what it's going to be? Is are they trying to make Matt no, Rule what God, Bill Belichick no. is? No, are they gonna, are no, they, no. Because There's then it only... doesn't make any sense. Then why do you let a guy? that you have no faith in hire the help hire the new coach. You should have installed either the new gym and then hired the new coach or said this is I'm getting the new GM and a new coach. And I decided, I don't, I don't get it, but what do you do now? You, you fire Marty Herney. Think about what it's going to be like now. You fire Marty Herney or demote him, which they've already kind of implied is going to happen. They're going to keep him in, like involved with scouting somehow. And then you're going to bring in a new general manager. But the new general manager has a shorter contract than the head coach. So what happens when when the draft doesn't go right or something goes on? What what it doesn't make any sense. The it, and I thought that the uh, the Appaloosa fucking hedge fund manager who we would assume is a business genius would be more attuned to the way business structure should work. I don't think we got an appropriate structure. And at this point, you know what? We might keep Marty Herney because maybe he's a lame fucking duck. And why do you say it's not Matt Rule? How do you bring in somebody that's going to tell Matt Rule what to do? You bring in a new GM, Matt Rule's going to be telling him what to fucking do. From the perspective of our our owner is a, a cutthroat billionaire that's made his money on Wall Street. And if you don't make dollars, you don't make sense. So my mind is like, what? So if, if you're not actually doing the things that a general manager is tasked with doing, 
Like, then you're only keeping him here for what? For face value? Like, he doesn't, if he doesn't do anything here, then you're telling me that our billionaire owner is just keeping him around because he's an all shucks, okie doke guy? Like, what the fuck? I don't understand. It makes no sense. But what about That's the next guy? But just the, but the next guy, the, you bring in the next guy, is he's not, he can't be over Matt Rule. He will not be Matt Rule's boss at this point. It's too late. I'm just saying there aren't very many Bill Belichicks in the world, and the only other scenario where there is a uh, head coach who is also the general manager is, uh, is the Houston Texans. And absolutely, fuck that, dude. Yeah. There is a there yeah, is a reason why, why I get it. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. But but what I'm trying to tell you is this: is that if you bring in somebody and you're trying to say this person is my boss, ultimately the head of this, the general manager, they're gonna give him a different title or something, and it's gonna be stupid. They should have done it the right way and brought in a GM with Matt Rule and said, you live together, you die together. Should have, could have, would have, bro. All I right. mean, that's what I would have done when I was saying rip the yeah. Band-Aid off yeah. and, and just do all this shit right now. But I agree. And, and I, think this was, I think this was a giant mistake is hiring a coach before you hire the GM. And if at the very minimum, the GM may have been strong armed into hiring the guy that Tepper wanted, but at the end of the day, he can't walk. He can't say I didn't have a part of it. And I just, I just think it's a poor way to to do it. I don't. I think that this is going to be a problem until we figure it out. And I don't know how we're going to figure it out at this point. I don't know how you're going to bring in a, B, a GM. And uh, you're trying to tell me you're going to bring in a GM and they're going to, what if they say this? What if we get three years in and they say, fucking Matt rules the problem? Guess what? I, I no, mean, he's not. Yep. You're the problem, bitch. Because you yeah. ain't got an eight-year contract. So I don't like the way, I, I think they really screwed the pooch on this, man. So, on that. So, so two more things to add on that. You hit on a really good point there, Tony. Uh, and all of the coaching turnover that, for example, the Jets have had, they always do this thing where they, they hire the head coach and then they bring in the general manager. So you have a general manager who has no say-so in how the team is being built. It's the backwards way to do it, and that means that whenever Marty Hurdy does go, we're doing things the backward way because we're going to have to have a GM who says, look, these are the coaches we have. I signed them to a seven-year deal. They ain't going nowhere. I mean, your job is yeah. to, to draft. Your job yeah. is to figure out how to work with them. That's figure what your out the job draft, is. Figure out free agency and all the things that go along with uh, being. We being really messed up. You know what? We should have just. That's my fucking, dream job, by the way. We should have fired Dave Gettleman, promoted Billy Bean, or whatever his name is. Whatever bean. Yeah, no, bean. yeah. Bill, uh, I always yeah, feel Billy like Bean. I'm going to say the baseball guy. All right, next call. So, this is Brandon Elkin. Uh, no, we've already heard this. We're all, all right, right. Hey, it's Tyler from Spruce We've uh, heard this one? I'm watching the post-game show right now. Yep. All right, last yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, is this yeah, the yeah. last call right here? Hey, how's it going? This is Tree Freddy. First time calling, man. What's oh, what's up, Tree Freddy? Tree Freddy! I maybe just voice my thoughts a little bit. 
First Please. of all, Tom, this was a good win. And, you know, the defense, they came through. Finally, Phil Snow has to show this shit. You know, for, for what a 65-year-old dude, man, about time you call a good defense. Mike Davis, him coming off. I mean, shoot, the guy ran for, what, two yards last year. He got paid $3 million for it. Went for, for one yard prior to the Chargers game and went off this game. Salute you, Mike Davis. I hope he get into the rotation. I hope we don't do no stupid shit whenever CMC come back and go back to the 97% CMC. Also, I would like to um, tell people to get the fuck off of Joey Sly. Joey Sly is that guy. I've been paying for him for, you know, since last year. Since he, it's a good tackler, he a grand, no, grand, with no rookie year. Well, he, he got he's an undrafted guy just like Joey Sly. He came in at the end of the season. He made four kicks for the, for the Redskins. For the next season, he kicked 68%. Uh, Joey Sly, in his first year, kicked 78%. You know? Give the guy a break. He, he, he saw what he, he's been on. He's been accurate since, like, the last five games last season. Oh, he's been on Joey Sly. And two extra point missed, one blocked, and one just missed. It is what it is. Joey Sly is that guy. Okay. He likes Joey Sly. And, um, good tackling. Let me see what else. Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, does, there's no reason why we shouldn't <laughs> have 35 points. That's like I said before, like you're going to make Joey Sly. I want to pause this. What he said was this. There was no reason we shouldn't have 35 points. So this should have been a yeah. blowout for the Panthers. The fucking man, because right now I think he's being Chris McCaffrey total point score for the team. Like Teddy Bridgewater. There's a reason why you want to score 14 points in your best year with the Vikings. Uh, you, you, you're very safe. You're accurate, but... You're not trying to take the game. You're not trying to claim the fucking game. Mm. I mean, it is Good what call. it is. I mean, if we're building, we're building. But would you and Joe Brady expect more from you? I expect at least 25 to 27 touchdowns. I mean, is that too much to ask? If it is, you know, let me know. That's all I got. Let me know what y'all think about my little brief little summary of thoughts. C3, keep pounding. Glad we got that win. Good call. Tree 50. First of all, uh, Tree 50 might be a first-time caller, but I know that homie hangs out in the chat room. He's one of our peeps. He's in the com- yeah, he's yeah. part of he's a big part of our community each and every week. And um you know, I misread your call at first. I thought you were saying that uh, Joey Slab wasn't doing well, and uh I was like he's a good tackler. Joey Sly the um the only thing that's bad about Joey Sly is that he's not Harrison Bucker. Yeah, that's, that's really but, it. It's like I actually hated Graham Gano. So you said to me, Cody, you're going to be missing this and that and this and that. As I just didn't like Graham Gano. Joey Sly, though, if he can clean up those extra points, it could be the truth. Yeah, can we talk I'm, about? I'm pulling for him. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling for him too. And honestly, even with the extra kicks, I mean, I, there was one this year that he missed, right? I mean, there are many more kickers out there that are doing so much worse than Sly right now. And I am glad, and here's the part, we, we want to shit on Herney a lot, right? And, and yeah, even this year, he's let go of talented players that I feel like could have contributed to the team. Uh, but he did not do another Harrison Butker with Joey Sly and let Joey Sly walk. Joey Sly would have gotten signed somewhere else, and he would have gone on and been successful elsewhere. But he but decided. Ernie was the wussy that picked Gano over, over, over Butker. Butker. 
But again, progress. He didn't do it again this time. Okay. So now we don't have to do it. We don't have to go through this whole process of what could have been other than with Cam Newton and the others that, you know, we didn't get to see, such as Andre Smith and so on and so forth. Alvin Kamara get eaten this season, by the way. Motherfucker's dude, getting his. He is trying. He's so mad. He wants to get paid so bad, dude. He already got and, a contract. No, he got it. Did he? he got his, yeah, did he? he got it. Yeah. I didn't and he's performing that. to it. Didn't I'm pretty sure he did. Um, yeah, all Kamara's right. the highest paid running back in the NFL right yeah. now. Dude. Uh, and, last... and you know what's going to be so funny? He is going to fall off a cliff when when he gets a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field. Uh. Because that's the <laughs> only reason that he is getting this many. Same thing with, with Christian McCaffrey. You're going to see that happen once we once – we, you're going to see his production cut in half once we get a quarterback that can throw the ball well, down Well, that's the field. a great well, point is that you guys were saying – who was it earlier? Oh, uh, that Teddy Bridgewater is getting Joey Slap paid. In some ways, these guys are getting these running backs paid. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, yeah, Tree uh, 50. Yeah, but also, uh, you know, even, if you can, even if you can throw the ball down the field, it benefits you to have a running absolutely. game. So that way you can chew the clock, too. Um, I mean, I don't know. Listen, I'm watching the game right now. A lot of people are calling for Jameis Winston. Uh, to get in there since uh, Dude, yeah, they just pulled ahead. No, he he yeah, threw a, he threw a twelve did, yard but, um, pass. Look at Nick. Foles. I don't know. I, I think that running backs like Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey, no matter what, you're going to feed them the ball. You're going to try and take the clock down with them. Um, but uh, and you even mentioned Leonard Fournette earlier, uh, Tony. I think now that he's with Tampa Bay, like n- he's perfect for them. Like he is, but he's not what night. Kamara and McCaffrey are. And what I realize is this: is Kamara and Mc, Kamara and McCaffrey are new age running backs. The new yeah. age. They're the new age. They're guys that are strong enough to hold up in between. You know, they can run the ball. They're what Matt is. They're like if Marshall Falk could play today. You know, as Marshall Falk played in the NFL. Um, that probably was better for an Adrian Peterson. Marshall Fault today would be, you know, they are they're So I just think uh, Leonard Fournette, Derrick Henry, a little too one note for me. Uh, these guys are receivers and running backs. All right, last call tonight. And then hey, what's up? This is Kevin from Charleston. I got a question. What's up, Kevin? Why is our red zone offense just constantly stuck? Mm. I feel like it's for been like for the past nine two years. years. <laughs> it feels like nine years. About our red zone offense, it's always been the same thing. Run Cam up the middle and fuck him up. Why if we didn't have Cam, we would have never scored a touchdown for the last so 10 years. Um, all right, why is that? I'll tell you why. Because we got too many fucking Curtis Samuels, dude. No. We got too many small, skinny little bitches. And we get fucking, we got, damn, we got uh, your boy, Teddy Bridgewater, this and that. You want to get a red zone offense? Give me Keenan Allen on this team. Sorry. I get what you're saying. Is that what we got is this. We picked bums. We picked a bunch of fucking bums to try to be this. We picked Kelvin Fatass Benjamin, bum. We picked Devin Salad Eating Funches, bum and we need it you know what the best red zone threat we've had 
for the last nine years is a guy by the name of Brandon LaFell. And that motherfucker is a bum. Or was a bum. You know, I'm just sorry. It's hard is this, is that when you get in the inside the red zone, Tyreek Hill is not the answer anymore. You know, I mean, is that no matter how talented, yes. Does that mean they're irrelevant? Or no, should I say no? Does that mean they're irrelevant at that point? No. But Seth Rob, I'm sorry, is that like this, is that imagine you guys were talking about why can't we stretch the field? Why aren't we doing this and that? And like, well, I think some of it's Teddy. I think this is that like Robbie Anderson would be a fucking amazing compliment to somebody that was big and strong on the other side. Yeah, he would. And um, and by the way, we have the dude on our team. We picked him up. He was one of the draft picks I liked from a few years ago. His name is Hakeem Butler. He is oh, on yeah. our practice squad. Oh, I wanted to also that- ask about Tremaine Johnson before we leave too, but keep going um i, I, just, Sorry, I haven't seen uh, who do you get um, rid of to pick up the to activate butler because we're not going to run curtis samuel dj moore and robbie anderson seth robertson hey no 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 no, dude how about the uh uh i saw number curtis samuel bomb no no what's that dude that white boy his name sounds like Present, uh uh, uh, uh Zelstra, uh, Zelstra. Yeah, yeah. Why he was tra- he was the practice camp fucking extraordinary or uh, training camp whatever. Where the what fuck is he ever, at, bro? The only reason the Cardinals got rid of Kim Butler was because they already are loaded at the wide receiver position. They just didn't have room for a Kim Butler. And Kim Butler is the kind of player that we need right now for the red zone. I do agree with you, but I also I understand the confusion too. Because this is a dink and dunk offense. I mean, it, that's the range in which Teddy Bridgewater should be accurate and, and able to distribute the ball well. Uh, but that's not the case. And again, we're talking about Teddy Bridgewater not being the kind of quarterback that you want to see lead the football team. But Tree, Tree 50 is absolutely right. He says our best red zone target was Greg Olson. And that is he's yeah. absolutely he's absolutely right about that. But that the fact is again tight end, and, and that's cool. That's cool. Is that he's your best receiver? Bums. That's we why have, we need a tight end. Like we've been we've been needing a tight end. I mean, even when Greg Olson was here the last couple of years, we have been and we got Ian Thomas thinking that he was the answer. I mean, they said that he's he's a, a raw product that he needs to be developed. Well, he hasn't developed. He hasn't. Yeah, it's time I mean, the experiment's we, over. All right, so this is and and this goes back to poor general management strategy, vision, lack of identity. A lot of words have we've we've hit on a lot in this show. We talked about a lack of vision for the future, uh, and vision right now, and also CK said identity earlier. Do you remember we we were too slow? Then we tried to go. No, we were too small. Then we get fucking Kelvin Benjamin and fun. like it's just like too little, too late. That's been actually the real story of the Carolina Panthers draft. Even going back to Dave Gettleman, who I thought was going to be brilliant at first, I was fooled. Too little, too late. He recognized that he had fucked up an offensive line, so he goes out too late. It's too late, and you go get Matt Khalil. It's too late. It's not only is it too late, he's a fucking bum. 
You don't have a good, you know, you want to get big in the red zone because we don't have a red zone threat. So you go and you get Benjamin and Funches. Too little, too late. Then we're not, then we're slow. Then we don't get all this. Then you go get Christian McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel. Too little, little. Those guys are little. Too little, too late. Fucking bums, man. We need a balance, bro. We need a balance. We need a Christian McCaffrey and a Mike Davis. We need a fucking DJ Moore, Curtis. We need a Robbie Anderson and a Keenan Allen. You need a, you basically what you're saying is you need a Michael Thomas and a Smith. You need a yes. uh, Mike Evans and a Chris Godwin. Yes. Um, which, I mean, they're, they're kind Complimentary of big Complimentary football complimentary yeah. football is my point all right um, um uh before we go i just want to uh read off a really cool stat that i think everyone is gonna like over the last 20 seasons no team has blown multiple 15 point fourth quarter leads in a single season the falcons, falcons. just did it in back-to-back weeks Gosh, that's a great. Let me tell you. The you only thing that makes me Falcon feel better fan. about losing money on that is that the Falcons fucking suck. You know, it's if you're suck. a Falcon fan right now, are you ready to commit mass suicide? No, I need them to win a few. I need no. them to win. I, I I need the Falcons to win a few. No, but if and you cannot- were a Falcons fan right now, imagine where you're at. Imagine when you're uh, at as a fan. Well, you are ready to fucking saw- <laughs> swallow a bullet football-wise. You, you had the uh, the Falcoholic Twitter page. Did you guys see his, his post? He said, no. the Bills just blew a 28-3 to lead. We are free. And the Bills won. <laughs> oh, and the Bills won and they lost. I saw that shit. Somebody, was it you, Cody, that posted the video of the bitch scratching the Falcons shit off of her? Yes, and yes, I was like, yes, you got to put yes, some water yes. on that. If you don't put some water on that, you're just scratching your glass, girl. Just scratching the glass. <laughs> she didn't give a Bro. fuck. Gosh. Bro. They must be ready. Like, I'm trying. What was it? The Davey. Do you remember the crazy people that drank all that suicide Kool-Aid? That's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. That's the, what Falcon uh, fans are ready to do right now, and <laughs> um, Quinn, like it's it's just a shit show. On top of that, they're gonna get Trevor Lawrence. We're not. Their Stop. offense puts up like you, seventy you points a week. Down, and, you it's gonna put happen. Down IPA, Tony Dunn. It's gonna happen, it down, dude. Bro. They ain't gonna bro. win shit. You're trying to tell they me are. they're gonna beat us twice. They're going to be no, us. They're not. I mean, we're going to win on the last play dude. of the game against them. And dude. we're going to have like seven. And I'm going to lose the bet. All right. Um, one other question about the practice squad. <laughs> we got to leave. Or we don't got to leave. We got to give out the game ball. We are not. We're giving out. Oh, it was our dab on them pick of the week. And, before. and, and it's, it's our PD Pablo pick of the week. Well, we can still dab on them folk, bro. We, okay. gotta, like, right. we don't have to do like the Panthers do and trying to erase Cam Newton from the existence of the football team. We can okay. be better than them. Okay. All right. I like that then. Um, my, I wanted to ask, uh, ask you guys about this a little bit about what's going on with the Panthers practice squad. She <laughs> just said Jim Jones. Is uh, Jim Jones? That's exactly exactly what I said. Those mugs are ready to commit mass suicide. But um, Tremaine, like we need help in the secondary. Why 
why are I understand that you have to constantly move players around, right? But based on where some injuries or this and that. But why cut the guy from the practice squad that you just signed in a position group that is weak when you got Dante Jackson who's got an injury who reaggravated it this week? Now he's got a toe yeah. injury. And then the uh, the other one is this, is that imagine if you're Reggie Bonifun, who got activated from the practice squad for this week, who has already been told he's going back to the practice squad on Monday. What the fuck is going on? Tremaine Johnson, wasn't that the guy's name from the Jets? He got paid yeah. a couple years ago. Why? Why is that the fucker? That you bring on to the practice squad and then you quit. There's like 11 because other people. our general manager hasn't a fucking it's a clue moron. what he's doing. A moron. Well, even if it's not the right... Even if he's not a good fit. Even if he's hurt. Just keep him on the practice squad for one more week. I don't get it. I don't I yeah, don't understand it. We can't, make sense, we can't make sense of this shit anymore. Dude, oh, gosh. Right now, Fucking Lazard. I hate Lazard. He's a bro. Why can't that be Marquez Valgrad Scandrick? This game is the tale of two quarterbacks right now. Aaron Rodgers is unloading the ball and destroying the secondary of the Saints right now. Just absolutely wrecking the secondary. This game is competitive, though. It's competitive, but it's, it's a tale of two different tapes, right? The, yeah. the 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 Green Bay offense is off the field very quickly because they're scoring quickly. And then the Saints are chunking out the time and still getting down there and scoring. Um it's it's really weird. This is I, Aaron I, Rodgers, I, thank I, you I would for hate reminding everybody that you're fucking amazing. This thank you. I've been this, trying to tell y'all. This this game is going to make Saints fans wish that Jameis was And this right is now. all without Devontae Adams? Is that who they're showing on the sideline? This is without Devontae Adams? Yeah, they yeah. don't have Devontae Adams. This is, this, this is Lazard literally doing everything, bro. Why is it Marquez or whatever, MV, with the other guy that's on my fantasy team doing this? Anyway, I didn't start him anyway. All right. Um, Let me go it, first. Just because I don't uh, want nobody to take my pick. I just like doing it, man. Dab on the phone. Dab on the phone. And that, and that. Dab on the phone. They All right, this is the point. I'm like, I like how you say we don't have to forget. We don't got to forget. What we're interested in this is giving your game ball out. This was in the former days, the dab on them, folks. Pick it away. We're going to keep calling that until we call it the P. Pablo Raise Up pick. Until I chip into that. <laughs> hey, bro, uh, who are you dabbing on? Who are you dabbing on? Give your game ball away. Today I am dabbing on my man Spider Burns, bro. Brian Burns uh, was shot out of a cannon today. Getting pressures on the left and the right side. Homeboy is the real deal. Uh, we're finally seeing uh, the potential that he has. I'm telling you, man, if our defense can start putting guys in a position on third down where they have to pass the football, expect to see uh, those sat totals continue to climb and climb and climb for my man Brian Burns. He's the truth. I told you about him here on this show uh, when we were doing our Better Know Potential Panthers draft pick. You know your boy's going to put you on. Come on now. Uh, but, man, to Spider Burns, shout out to you, man. We're still going to keep proving him wrong. Uh, 
dab on them folk, man. All right, uh, who you got, CK? I mean, I've got to do uh, Joey Sly, bro. Like, oh, you know, Joey Sly has been shit on by our fans, by everybody. Nobody yeah. respects yeah. him. Yeah, you're right. And he has done, like, he is one incredible kicker, and, and he's got a powerful leg. And he came in today, and he was proving, and he's he's been a very high point on my fantasy league. He is one. He has definitely won the battle of my kickers. You know, every single week. So he has been an incredible, uh, an incredible piece, and he's done a, an incredible job with the Panthers. And you know what's funny? Everybody said he can't hit the short yardage. Hey, guess what? Every single kick he made today was inside the thirty or forty. It was. So it was. Dab on. Anyway, Joey Sly. Dab on him, folks. All right. Um, I wanted to go Jeremy Chin, but you know what? Who I'm, I'm going dab on him with? Trey Boston. Oh, mm-hmm. I like that. Trey Boston saved his game for us. He played. Yeah, he actually got had a, a couple of really good PBUs. Uh, no uh, lies detected. Keenan Allen was about to cut. Uh, is uh, you're at, you're at the end. You're you you shouldn't be at this point to where this team can win this fucking game against you. Right? I mean, think about it. With all the shit that happened, the Panthers should not have been in a point to where they were going to lose this game with one catch. One catch. They didn't, They weren't going to have to go for it on two. Mm-mm. They weren't going to have to do nothing. Is this one play and there was space it was there. Your DB fell down. And uh, the guy who had shredded this fucking team, Keenan Allen, it's like the most, if you could draw it up, if you were an offensive coordinator and you could say, give me one, you threw a prayer up to Jesus. He said, just give me this one opportunity to get Keenan Allen by himself in the end zone with only one guy on him. And uh, Trey Boston goes up and makes an aggressive play. He didn't get a penalty. He went for the ball. He saved the game. My dab on him pick goes to Trey Boston for for getting us this win today because we we're about to get that L. We we're about to catch an L, and he caught and he knocked down a W for us. So dab on you, brother. All right, uh, it's the C three Panthers post game show. The number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. We're here every Tuesday night live nine p.m. Professors picks on Wednesday and guess what I'm not ever picking I learn each week if I might not beat Vegas I learn a fucking lesson and I learn my lesson don't fuck with Atlanta don't fuck with Washington oh my god fuck those bitches but anyway Wednesday night picking with the professor Thursday nights we trying to draw actually I'll do it live on Wednesday drop it on Thursday on the podcast also previewing the team we're going playing arizona do we get these guys at home or we got to play these fools on the road uh, i believe we are i can tell yeah, you right home. now because they're yeah, gonna be home. they're gonna have fans in the stands but man yeah we, man we have to preview this game man because we have uh hopefully dante jackson's able to play because uh we have a hell of a receiving court coming to town oh, with a pissed off yeah uh with the pissed off kyler murray who's uh by, who had a bad way, game was, today a yeah. bad game today he lost the game three, for three the Cardinals. He three lost interceptions it. or more. And he should yeah, have had more. Up. He should have had more. I saw a couple of plays. He tried to fit it in a little bit too much. He got away with a couple too. And yeah, he had he been did. playing lights out. 
But uh, yeah, now they're uh, they're gonna want some revenge. So we have a tough one, man. Listen, we were able to uh, come away with a, a good victory today. We gotta keep it rolling because uh, we got two bird teams coming up, and then our schedule is uh, a lot of up and down. But we're gonna be here to do it with you guys. You can find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C O D Y L A C. Um, there is a brand new uh, mock draft on drafttech.com. We're doing a brand new mock draft every two weeks now instead of every other week or instead of every week. So uh, check that out. You might like my write-up on one Justin Fields. Uh, but I also break down the Panthers and where they are. Um, and every Saturday on my YouTube channel here at Cody Lashley, you can find me and my man Jeffrey Redman doing the Cripple Connection podcast where we break down um, everything relevant in the video game industry, what games we're playing. We do game reviews. We do all kinds of cool shit. Check us out. And um, that's it for your boy. Hey, uh, next uh, Tuesday, we have to play that gif of Cam Newton that I sent you. Uh, in with the, the 750. The 750. Bro, we, we uh, had, he learned bro, about the tax the code. He was like, huh? I learned about <laughs> the tax code. You know the best one? It's Josh Klein's was the absolute best one. What did he it say? Was, he said his caption to that was Justin Herbert when he's told he has to go see the team doctor. After he got hurt. <laughs> That's funny. All right, CK, that how can they find good. you on the streams? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Codizzle Allen. Um, I stream most nights. I try to keep Sunday night pretty clear. And then Tuesday's kind of up in the air, depending upon how the podcast goes. But most nights I'm uh, live at 10, 8, or 10 p.m. Eastern. So uh, come uh, shoot a follow and uh, you know help a brother out. All right, smash the thumbs up button. Uh, follow the podcast. We're here every Tuesday night live, uh, 9 p.m. Professor's Pick Wednesday. Pick against me, not for me. I need you to know what y'all need to do. Fuck the Falcons. Fuck the Falcons. And uh, fuck the Saints right now. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, we'll check y'all out Tuesday. Go Panthers. Keep pounding. And uh, maybe we should do this. Go. <laughs> But it ain't about that. It's about getting what you're getting and doing all back here. Big hey, 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 hey. Half of me and Carolina niggas up time together. Go. Petey Pablo, fuck Sakira. Oh, by the way, uh, Neil Diamond's from Brooklyn, ironically. Yeah, bro. We're done. We're I think we're off the air. I hit end stream. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.